And we are live. We are live. Sabaho, everybody. Sabaho, everybody. Welcome back to the channel. Um, I, I don't know why I want to double check and make sure everything is working. But either way, um, I hope you're having a great, great Saturday morning with tech. This is episode. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, you know, what happens when you have a thousand phones and you forget to turn off the notification is you'll get notifications out of everything. Uh, but I do want to say good morning to everybody. And I am actually needing to just shut off the power on some of my phones. So let's go ahead and turn it off. And uh, this is the Mate 40, the not Mate 40, sorry, the Mate 30 Pro. Uh, I don't know why I said the Mate 40. It's last year's phone, the one I went to Berlin for. Uh, but Sabaho, everybody, again, welcome back. Um, I see Donald's in, uh, in the chat. Good morning. Welcome back, and, and thank you very much, and hope you're doing well. Um, I also see um, IK Tech. Good morning. And um, it is Saturday morning on uh, October 17th. We are officially over halfway on in, well, in Techtober. Uh, this week was extremely busy for the channel, extremely busy actually for a lot of people. Um, there was two major launches happening this week. Obviously, as we all know, the OnePlus uh, 8T, the 8T officially became available and, of course, of, well, announced, basically. And, of course, we also saw the announcement of the iPhone line of devices, well, the four iPhones in 2020, or at the end of 2020, to, to kind of carry us through most of 2021. Um, Wayne, good morning. Hey, good morning, Scott. Hey, good afternoon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good afternoon, Scott. So depending where you guys are, it's going to be good morning. Uh, views on the OnePlus 8 um, the OnePlus 8 is, I, I think you mean uh, the OnePlus 8T and uh, Ronaldo's in the chat, of course, my tech reviews. Hey guys, if you guys, if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, Ronaldo last week was over on, uh, you know, the, uh, across the podcast with Matt and Sam, and that was also a very nice fun show to check out. Um, but yeah, basically we looked at a couple of things coming out, right? We had four iPhones come out. Uh, OnePlus didn't launch two phones this year. They launched one. So essentially, you know, we normally get, uh, at the beginning of the year, we normally get the standard model. So last year we had the 7 and the 7 Pro. At the end of the year, we had the 7T and then, then we had the 7T Pro. So those are the two new lines of devices. Um, and this was kind of like the first year that OnePlus decided to do that. This year, at the beginning of the year, we thought it was going to continue. We saw the 8 and the 8 Pro, which are obviously very nice and very powerful devices. And at the end of the 2020, where I think most of us were expecting an 8T and an 8T Pro, uh, OnePlus did kind of a little bit of a different experiment here. They kind of combined both devices. And uh, what I mean by that is we saw some features come into the 8T that typically would not have be been part of the 8T before. So those are the things that we're looking at. Um, Suraj, hey, man, good morning. How you doing, Wayne? Um, the 8T or the Pixel 4 5G can't, can't make my mind right now. Um, so it depends on what you're looking for, Wayne. Honestly, so let me just bring that up. I mean, it'll actually be really nice. Uh, oh, and then the other thing that I'm also doing a little bit different today, which I forgot to mention, is I am not broadcasting the show on uh, on uh, Periscope this week. This week, I'm actually going to start per, uh, you know, broadcasting the Twitch, and it's mostly because I've, I've realized that over the time I've been casting or I've been you know broadcasting the Periscope. And I, I see, I do know that there's a few people that do follow it. Unfortunately, my subscription with StreamYard only allows me to do two shows or two, uh, two broadcasts, meaning it would actually have to basically figure out what would ultimately work better for the channel. And I think at the end of the day, I think, uh, more hours of subscription or more hours of actual, um, I think, uh, like basically just engagement or even broadcasting over on Twitch would help the channel on that side. So those are my main things there. Um, I call it the OnePlus Nord Pro. Uh, the FBF, uh, FBS 33 kind of like calls the OnePlus, OnePlus 8T as the Pro. Okay, so if you're looking between the 8T and the four, uh, the Pixel 4 5G, 
there's a big difference in what you're looking there, right? Um, the Pixel 4 5G essentially, or the Pixel 4, uh, the I think you mean the, the Pixel 4a because the Pixel 4 didn't have uh, 5G. So the Pixel 4 is last year's uh, flagship. Pixel 4a just got launched at the same time as the Pixel 5. Now, the Pixel 4a sells for about 500 bucks. The Pixel, the uh, OnePlus 8 sells for 699. So the, the OnePlus 8T uh, is closer to the maybe the Pixel 5, or I'm thinking maybe you meant to say the Pixel 5 in there. Um, there's a few things to keep in mind that differentiates both of the systems. If you're looking for the best camera experience right now, um, I would have to see, still say that the Pixel 5 and the, uh, is going to give you the best experience. It's not running the latest and greatest. And I feel like the processor on the Pixel 5 is closer to what we've seen with the Pixel, uh, with the Nord, with the OnePlus Nord that was released in the European markets. So it's not available in the US, but it did receive the same chipset, which is the 765. So those are two things that would be a little bit more comparable. If you're really kind of in between those two and the camera is not the biggest deciding factor for you, I honestly would probably say that the OnePlus 8 is maybe a little bit, uh, 8T is a little bit better because from a gaming standpoint, battery capacity, charging speed, uh, screen size, you're definitely getting more for the extra 200 bucks. Plus you're getting the 865, which is the chipset there. Uh, not, that, not that I'm trying to take anything away from the Pixel 5. The Pixel 5 is a great device, but when you're saying that you're considering both, that means there are certain things in the 8 line that you like from OnePlus, and there are certain things that you like from uh, basically what you get with Google. So those are the things you want to keep in mind and actually kind of keep uh, check it out. Also, I think the OnePlus 8T comes in two different variants, not in the US, but at least in Europe. They come within 128 uh, storage, and, it's, and I think it's a 256 gig storage. Uh, so if you're able to get that one, then the price is a little bit even better. So I'm, I'm hoping that kind of answers the question for you, Wayne. Um, we started. <laughs> um, uh, I'll just ask you, when did when did you start? We started at 1045, roughly about the same time we usually start. Uh, so I believe that the uh, OnePlus 8 is better than the OnePlus 8T. Uh, in design, yes. In function, no. Uh, and I say that mostly because of the, the same sensor is pretty much there. So the camera sensor, the 48 megapixel sensor is there. Um, the OnePlus 8 looks more like the OnePlus 8 Pro with just a smaller form factor than it than the standard OnePlus, like the 7 and the 7T. So the, they've kind of typically kept a flat display. So we lost that at the beginning of the year. And I'm, and I'm not trying to put basically saying that, you know, flat is better than curved. It's a personal preference and you do basically pick up basically on what you choose to go with it. Um, same processor, the OnePlus 8T comes with 12 gigs of RAM automatically, uh, 256 uh, UFS 3.1 uh, in the US at least. Uh, and, and the uh, overall, as far as the actual uh, processor is the same, but you get 120 hertz refresh rate with a flat display as opposed to getting, a, you know, obviously a 90 hertz refresh rate, uh, obviously with the curved display. So in the essence of what you're looking at, I feel like the 8T is better than the 8. It's kind of almost in between the 8 and the 8 Pro. That's the best way to put it together. Um, Benchmark-wise, it benchmarks pretty much the same. It's close to the OnePlus 8 Pro as far as the numbers. Uh, charging speed, absolutely out of the box there. They pretty much just took all of, the, all of the things that we love about, you know, Warp Charge 30 and obviously multiplied that by going with the dual batteries. So... Uh, Vanish, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing that the OnePlus Eight is a great phone. Um, I just think that if somebody's looking for a flat display, I think the AT will meet the bill right out of the bat because the Eight and the Eight Pro both have curved displays, which is not an issue, but not a not a preference for everybody. So you kind of want to look at what best works for you. But at least we have the option in 2020 at this point. Um, Mark Speck said, I just ordered the OnePlus 8T, got it from T-Mobile, can't wait. So you you also have something interesting, Mark, is that you picked up the OnePlus 8T Plus. 
a very interesting, unique device that comes out that was not talked about during the uh, during the uh, announcement. And it has an IP68, and the global doesn't. Why? Um, typically, what happens if if we've ever learned anything from Zach's or from Jerry Riggs' everything videos is most phones that don't say that they have IP rating or water resistance typically have some type of water res a type of water protection in implemented into their devices. Um, Personally, there's a couple of things that varies between the OnePlus 8 and the uh, the OnePlus 8T and the OnePlus 8T Mobile Edition. More than likely, the one that you got, uh, Mark, is actually going to be a single SIM, not a dual SIM. So there's a small variance as well as on the hardware, which also leads into the whole Plus concept, which gives us the IP68. There is a chance that it has additional water resistance, and it also just could be that um, they decided to basically only apply for the uh, license on the Plus model, hence the whole difference with the Plus I, uh, moniker to it, which is a subset of those of other devices that the OnePlus 8T are going to be. The surprise, though, is it's exactly the same price as the standard unlocked model, which goes to show that there are certain subsidies going on. Typically, we've seen it that the certification for IP an IP rating, whenever they make the statement for an IP rating, there's like a 50 bucks upper right away. And this one doesn't. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what you what the experience is with the plus model, because I think most of those are going to be coming out very soon. Um, not only on the on the actual functionality, but I also want to be able to see how quickly is T-Mobile going to be supporting those updates that OnePlus pushes. So that's the biggest thing that I always like to see with uh, with especially with carrier versions of uh, OnePlus devices is we want them to be able to basically be as good as the unlocked model, and that takes away from having people need to go buy an unlocked model. Now, the dual SIM versus single SIM that's a personal preference. If you do need dual SIM, you probably will need to get an unlocked model. Um, although on the on the IP rating, honestly, OnePlus for the longest time didn't have an IP rating and everybody knew that the OnePlus devices were to stand a splash or a dip in water. It's as long as you don't have the movable parts like the OnePlus 7 Pro did, it's very hard to basically get them damaged. Unless there's an existing damage on your phone before it gets in the water, there's very there's a really good chance that you'll be able to take it out, wipe it off, and it should be pretty fine. Uh, but I'm not sure why the IP rating is not listed on the non-plus model, which Again, it's, it may just be a T-Mobile deal. T-Mobile may have said, look, we need a differentiator. We need ours to look slightly different and make it more appealing to customers. And this is by no means a, a bad way to do it. Given a special name and given it IP rating is always going to be something that a lot of people care about, especially in these days. Uh, phones should be IP rated 68. You should not have to worry if there's water outside. I mean... Let's just say this, uh, there is a phone on the market, not that I'm trying to hint at anything, that is $2,000 plus dollars that I am scared to take with me to the beach. I am scared to take with me anywhere where there's going to be water. Let's just say that's something that shouldn't happen. Uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll keep going from there. Um, Oh, okay. So you did mean the 4A 5G. So the 4A 5G has a big display and it is, like I said, it's that whole 499 versus 599 if you're looking at the 128. It, it really does come down to the camera. I still think that the, the Pixel 5 will give you, or the Pixel 4A will give you, the 5, 4A 5G specifically, will give you a better experience in the sense of what the images come out at the end. Um, the speed and the performance will always be over on the OnePlus because it is a running the, the Snapdragon 865. You have faster internal storage at UFS 3.1 as opposed to the UFS 2.0. And then, of course, you also have uh, more RAM and, of course, faster RAM. So we have 12 gigs of RAM compared to the 8. There's there's a whole bunch of different factors in there. The images out of the OnePlus 8T are actually pretty decent. I still feel like the 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 Google processing or Google the Gcam post processing will always give you the best experience. And not that I'm trying to knock it out or anything else, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be a Gcam mod for the 8T. So if that's ever going to help you, I'm hoping that helped uh, kind of get you in the right direction.
Um, Hash Sam says, I'm afraid that OnePlus will struggle in the US market this year. So uh, OnePlus as a brand, at least in the US, has been growing over time. Um, they are still, and, and, I, and I could be wrong on this one, but I haven't heard any other partnerships with the OnePlus 8T. Um, if I'm not, uh, as far as I remember, all I heard was T-Mobile this year. Sorry, uh, I forgot. Notifications, that's, that's all I can say. Notifications, and I am just screaming notifications here. Um, so at the end of the year, realistically, T-Mobile is the only carrier that's going to be going with them. Um, we don't see AT&T and we're not seeing it, uh, Verizon uh, the way we saw it with the 8 and the 8. Well, I think it was the 8 for the most part. So um, there is a good chance that there is going to be a little bit of hardship you know, for, for OnePlus. Uh, I think the, the direction that they decided to go with just having an AT is not a bad deal. Now, by no means does this mean that OnePlus may not have another card up their sleeve and this could still be a OnePlus 8T Pro that comes out next month. This is totally like OnePlus to do so. They just didn't announce it yet. So we don't know. It's still mid-October. There's still two and a half months to go. At the end of the day, I would probably say they are going to do as well as they did before. It may not be a biggest challenge because of the, the just the current situation, but it's more so the availability. If T-Mobile does actually in, uh, put them in the stores and the physical stores now that people can go back in, this is going to make a bigger case for people to look because the OnePlus 8, the 8T has a very unique look and it actually has a lot of things that people look for. The fast charging, the IP68, especially in stores here in the US, that is a very unique feature that none of the other OnePluses are getting. So again, I haven't heard of other markets, but at least the 8T Pro or the 8T Plus in the US on T-Mobile does have that IP certification. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, actually, the Pixel 5 is better because of the camera, stock Android and a reasonable price. So Ravim, uh, Ravim uh, Minon, I totally agree with you if those are the things that you value. Totally agree. I never once said that the Pixel 5 is not a great choice. But when you're looking at... Um, two different things. You have to consider the pros and cons on both sides. The Pixel, the Pixel 5 is uh, obviously a 699 phone. It's the same price as the OnePlus 8, uh, 8T. So price kind of kind of falls out of the two experiences, right? They're both uh, within the same, within 50 bucks of each other, right? Uh, if you go with the 128 model, which is actually closer um, to uh, to the OnePlus, uh, to, the, to the Pixel 5, uh, then you're actually even better because you're actually at 599 if you're in a market that does support that. So there's the, there's first thing, the price that I would say. Camera, hands down, there is no question the Pixel 5 has the better camera optics when it comes to photography. And to me, those are the things that I think you need to see what matters the most to you. Um, the stock experience on Android, believe it or not, even with a color, or even with Oxygen OS 11, um, the OnePlus 8T, the OnePlus 8, the OnePlus 8 Pro are still crazy fast. Speed has not been compromised on the, on the OnePlus line. And those are the things that a lot of people understand. Aesthetically, they may not look as they used to before. They're starting to be a little bit more customizable, a little bit more one-handed oriented. Um, and you know, some people say that kind of looks a little bit like One UI. I'm with you. And the fact that the matter is that is a preference, right? If you don't like the aesthetics, you don't like the way the menu looks like, obviously that's going to be more of a Pixel 5. So um, where I agree with you that the Pixel 5 has great cameras, I don't think the price is a biggest factor here. I think it's more personal preference. Uh, I personally, you know, use both of these devices. And I can tell you that if I'm about to sit down and, and put down some major gaming, the OnePlus 8T is the one I would go with. If I'm worried about more performance, speed, uh, and just rendering video, doing a whole bunch of things, I understand that the AT will provide us more because of the, the processor that we have there. And both support 5G. There's no question there's, an, uh, there's 5G support there. Um, 
Okay, so let's jump into the next one. FBS, that's exactly why I sold my Nord and skipped on the Pixel 5, uh, which essentially is gaming. And it's per, it's a personal preference, right? It's what do you use? You meaning the person, you know, the your personal needs, your your wants out of a device. If gaming is a big factor, then the reality is you need to figure, you know, you need to get the device that will give you that experience. Now, the 765 is no slouch, but there is a cons there is a, a a significant drawback in performance, especially on resolution. So, if you play games like PUBG, Call of Duty, all of those things, you'll notice that there is a difference in the settings. The device can't push, uh, you know, it can't provide you that uh, top tier experience. Now, if the price is pretty close to each other, then you kind of have to make a decision. The AT makes decent pictures. There's no question that the pictures out of this device are okay and you're able to basically share them. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm saying they're actually good. It's just that Pixel provides us much, much better processing. And definitely, even at the 765 range with the, with the processor that we have there, it definitely works a lot better. The Nord, again, it's, it's a... I look at the Nord as an experiment, and we'll have to see if they do end up, you know, releasing another Nord uh, for the U.S. market, because that was the first device that they decided to release where they were trying to hit that lower price market, the budget uh, budget price point, not necessarily the mid range. They were literally trying to go in straight for the budget line, still give you 5G, still give you a large display, still give you a large battery. Those are things that I think a lot of people appreciated. It's just that in, in the US for us, we don't have that opportunity. I got a chance to play around with the Nord because obviously, you know, we work, I've worked really nicely and I'm really thankful to OnePlus for allowing me to have one. Uh, but it's more so uh, the opportunity of getting the best bands, the best support, the best 5G coverage in the US. I can't get that in on the Nord, the current version of the Nord. So they would need to make something for the US market. Uh, let, let's see what else we have. Oops, I think I went too far. Uh, oh, here. I think I went too far. Yes. Oh, Greg, Greg is in the comments. Hey, good morning, man. Good morning. Uh, what else here? Oh, Matt Tyler. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So Matt Tyler just wanted to jump in and say hi to everybody. He's working. It's one of those Saturdays where I, it, it always happens one Saturday or so. Um, they always see a situation with the, with the scheduling between uh, Matt and I. And so we always try to jump into each other's things uh oh joe joe's in the comment as well hey man good good afternoon good evening um the speaker grill has no water resistant on the global on the t-mobile one it does yes so that's the ip68 i think that partially where they're able to get that ip68 uh, uh certification there oh maryland maryland's in the comments good morning good morning um revenue pixel is better uh Again, if it is a personal preference, I agree with you. It, it, they, you have to look at it as an entire package, not just the camera, right? If you're considering, if you, if again, it's depending on what you're looking at. So we'll have to, we'll, 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 we'll put that to bed, and maybe we'll come back to it a little bit later. Uh, uh, Vinesh saying, so basically, can we say that the OnePlus Eight can survive a few minor scratch, a uh, few minor splashes? I think if you're using the phone and you get splashed with water, it should be fine. I, when when I say splashes, I mean um, you're you're using the phone, you're walking about, and it starts raining. You get water on the phone. That is something that you'll be able to basically withstand. Yes, uh, I'm not talking about the you have the phone, you're walking, suddenly you know go let's go swimming with it. Uh, initially, the, the biggest thing that I would probably say is the 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 integrity of the phone has to be pristine. Meaning, no cracks, no dings, no damage or cosmetic damage. Um, and why do I? Oh, it is. And I thought I had it. Okay, so now we're on silent. Um, 
the 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 integrity of the device needs to be pristine and there's no no damages to it anytime there's a damage or a ding let's say you drop the phone and you get a little bit of a ding on the on the structure of the phone now that compromises certain things of this phone but yeah in general a splash of water should be fine there's not going to be something where you're going to go out and basically if the phone's going to just poof you know to turn off uh, it's if you immerse it in water and you allow the bubbles to basically start forming, meaning you leave it long enough in the water where it starts to let water in, that's going to be a big issue. But a splash of water should be fine. Uh, it is not rated to be, uh, obviously, water, uh, you know, swam with. That's one of the other things in there. Uh, yes, sorry, I think I, I, I kind of jumped into here. Uh, splashes, yes. No, I, I, I think I got it. Sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't know how have an answer, but can you flash EMUI 10 ROM on a on the Huawei Y9? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I'm the the best way I would probably say is um, if you check on uh, funkyhuawei.com, and I know that's not a Huawei or an official site, but if they have an EMUI 10 ROM for the Y9, like even if it's in a beta state, then at least you know that there is a chance for us to be able to get it. EMUI 10 by default, if it's not available for it from Huawei, is going to be very hard to kind of mirror over, mostly because of the functions of the kernel as well as the open sourceness of uh, Huawei when it comes to their uh, software. It's not as easily ported over. I would probably say is if you haven't unlocked, maybe go with the GSI-based ROM as opposed to a, a standard EMUI. But I would definitely first check um, funkyhuawei.com and see if there is, for the specific model that you have, an EMUI 10-based ROM. Even if it's a beta, at least it'll be a good indicator there. Uh, okay, let's see where else here. Okay. Um, does the OnePlus 8T have dual speakers? If yes, how would you rate, rate it versus the Samsung phones? My S10, S10e really pops uh, with its dual speaker sound. So the OnePlus 8 and the, uh, the OnePlus 8 does have uh, stereo speakers. And the best way I would probably say, um, compare them to, to, to uh, how, do, how do I put this thing? Okay, so you're comparing them to the S10 line. So the S10 line did have dual speakers. And then of course, even the S20 lines have, have dual speakers. But what I can say is, the OnePlus line of devices has great speakers because they use they, they utilize uh, basically two actual two uh, two stereo speakers. Uh, the difference between OnePlus 8T and the OnePlus 8, I feel like, is that the OnePlus 8 had a bigger uh, earpiece grill, where the OnePlus 8T has a slightly smaller one. Still doesn't compromise the experience, but I'm just going to let the uh, there's a there's an ad that I have to kind of go through. Once that goes through, and it's as, as you can imagine, it's a uh, an opinion ad. So let's go ahead and do this. I just kind of give you guys a good example. Uh, and I do apologize for everybody listening into this in the audio podcast. Please, please, please uh, lower the volume on your phone. I'm going to be playing a song at 100%. This is uh, one of my songs that I usually play in my videos. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, um, uh, sorry, uh, Robledo, uh, let me know. This is at 100%. They sound pretty good. They're, they're not going to be as loud as actual true stereo speakers. And what I mean by that, like things that have two speakers, one at the top, one at the bottom, separate from the earpiece. Uh, but they sound pretty good. Would they be much louder or much lower than what you saw with the S10? On, on average, they're louder than most devices that I've listened to. I've heard other devices that have lower volumes on them, and they sound pretty good. They have some bass into them, and they're not too um, tingy at the top end, especially since I'm playing them at 100%. I hope this kind of answers the question, mostly because I think it's hard for me to describe it to the S10 since I don't have that one anymore. Um, Joe's saying, Matt Tyler, get back to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
Um, will the unlocked Pixel 5 work on Verizon 5G? Uh, it may work on the Verizon, but it won't be under the uh, the ultra-wideband side. Um, the current uh, configuration, at least that we've seen, it says that it support fi uh, 5G, but I think it's the low-band 5G. So Verizon, at the time of the, one uh, of, uh, the iPhone launch, if you guys saw the announcement there, uh, made a massive announcement. On top of their ultra-wideband, the UW option that they have available in certain cities, and those are basically restricted in, obviously, direct line of sight, speeds, et cetera, et cetera. We'll get the UW on the side. They're also launching their nationwide 5G, which should, I'm hoping, be compatible with it. I haven't seen the specifications of that and don't have a way of testing it yet, but I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye out for that. If I do see that, uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter and I'll make sure to post that there for you guys. Uh, but I haven't heard anything on that yet, uh, or at least any announcements from uh, Verizon at least. Uh, thanks, man. Looking forward to, uh, to this, and I will let you know. Thank you. Appreciate it. No, uh, I'm, first and foremost, by the way, if I didn't end up getting one directly from OnePlus for the review, I was automatically going to go with the OnePlus 8T uh, Plus from T-Mobile. I still have my OnePlus 7T from last year with T-Mobile that I'm doing monthly payments on, and I need to figure out what to upgrade to. I may end up going to the, uh, the iPhone at, this, at some point, but these down payments, man, <laughs> every month, every month. Um, Dave, uh, Dave Trevino says, I'm currently trying to decide between the 8T and the Pixel 5. Uh, so Dave, I, I'd probably say this. Uh, let me know what you're coming from, meaning what device you're upgrading to. Uh, if the camera is a, a factor for you, if you are a if you're a fan of stock Android, I would probably go with honestly, you know, the, the Pixel 5 is a no-brainer in that situation. Um because the Pixel 5 kind of bridged a lot of things. It, it's providing us a, an, aff an affordable price, great experience, uh, simple experience overall. There's not much really to figure out. It's simple. You just point the camera and you take a picture with it and it just works. We have the wide angle lens now, we, which we wanted the ultra wide. And of course we have reverse wireless charging, wireless charging, uh, all of the things, stereo speakers. They also have an interesting approach to stereo speakers on this one. Um, so. I think it's a good experience. Uh, the OnePlus 8T Pro goes to a little bit more into more of the speed, performance, gaming, uh, and processing power. And I think it does really good in the camera department, just not as good as the Pixel 5. Uh, it's a battery, a bigger battery, a bigger display, faster charging battery. There's a lot of things going on in there. Um, and those are the things you want to kind of keep in mind and what you're looking for from the experience. So at the end of the day, I would say this. If you're coming from a Pixel, I think the Pixel 5 is going to be absolutely fantastic. If you're coming from a third brand and you're looking to go into either the 8T or the 5, focus on what's, what makes the sense most to you. Do you want a smaller form factor with a really good camera? Then the Pixel 5 fits it. If the physical size of the phone, phone needs to be a little bit bigger, bigger battery, really fast charging, I think the 8T still makes a really good case. And I feel like a lot of people will, uh, will go the, the route of the 8T. Um, there's something to be said about the AT's uh, prowess at 600, sorry, at 749, where the 699 Pixel 5 is still trying to basically make its way into that realm. Um, they decided to not to go with the process with a flagship processor. They're still giving you a flagship experience, but again, there are certain things that get compromised when you don't go with the eight lines, the eight series of the Qualcomm chipset, and you go with the seven, namely gaming, namely video rendering, uh, namely, uh, namely just basically overall things that you you do with your phone that are more than just normal browsing, taking pictures and posting to social media, you know, sending and receiving emails, messages, and all of those things. The 765 is a champ. So I personally would say go with what works the best with you. Um, Uh, so here, IK Tech is asking, is will Huawei survive? Uh, at the end of the day, we have to see that 
Huawei has been doing quite well, even in the current situation. And if we're not, for, if I'm not mistaken, I think in less than a week, they're going to be launching the Mate 40. Um, unfortunately, I don't have that much more information on this. And normally I would be part of the uh, the early early group. But the short, the short experience that we're going with Huawei this year, essentially, is we want to see what they're starting to go with. They talked about Harmony OS. They were talking about basically venturing and being on their own and no longer trying to depend on the Google ecosystem. And those are things that we're going to have to see. How does that actually work? Because the existing base that they're looking that they're working with, uh, sales did get an impact. Obviously, that is there. Uh, they're not gone, though. They're still in there and they're still releasing devices. So we'll have to see. Uh, my hope is that something gets worked out and at some point and they're able to basically get back into the game. I would much rather see them keep consistently stay into the Android ecosystem and not move away to a more of a Harmony OS, mostly because of ROM, uh, basically, you know, modding and so on, it becomes a lot easier than having something run on its own operating system, which closes the development uh, experience because most developers will not end up basically buying something that they can't use or at least develop on. So I'm hoping we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, uh, would you say that the Pixel 4a 5G's performance is better than the Nord or uh, the similar? Uh, the Nord would be better as far as performance. The cameras on the Pixel 4a 5G would be better because the Pixel 4a 5G has the same sensors as the one we see on the Pixel 5. So uh, think of the Pixel 4a 5G as the Pixel 4a XL, which is what you, they did last year when they did the 3a and the 3a XL. This year, they did the 4A and then they did the 4A 5G as opposed to the XL by adding the modem, the bigger battery, the bigger display. Um, processing power, though, I still think the 765 will perform a little bit better. Um, and I think the Nord overall, I think it's just, it just has more cameras in the sense of what it can offer. It also supports 4K 60 on the front-facing camera. Uh, not to say that the Pixel 4A 5G is a bad decision. I think that if you're looking for a, a Pixel that has a large display, um, the latest sensors and the, again, the processing power, it's very near to what you get with the Pixel 5. The 4A 5G is actually a very good uh, option for $499. It's an absolute deal. Um, and I think it simply does the job right. Just think of it this way. It's basically this phone with a slightly bigger form factor with 5G support. Obviously, you have a bigger display and, of course, uh, no no 90 hertz refresh rate, which is something that you also kind of keep in mind. Those are the things, if those matter to you, I think you need to keep that in mind. Um Oh, hey, for first super chat. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, this is from um, Aljosa Sibukli. Uh, Sorry, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Uh, what do you think of the new iPhone Pro Max sensor stabilization and the 10-bit video recording and Apple RAW format? Uh, will it be a game changer or so? I'll, I'll I'll comment on this one by just saying uh, thank you again for for the super chat. But I'll start off by saying I'm very surprised to see. Um, in a certain way, Apple taking a page from uh, Samsung this year uh, in the sense of what they did with the sensors. So they released, as you guys heard, four different devices. You have the 11, the 11 mini, which so they went standard and they went mini. And then they went and the mini for the most part is supposed to be slightly bigger than what we had with the SE. So the SE will be the smallest size. Then you go to the mini, then you go to the 11, sorry, the 12, then you go to the 12 Pro and then you have the 12 Pro Max. So those like the whole lineup of 2020 phones that uh, Apple released least um the sensors on the pro max are going to have the the best experience the best cameras on on the on the on an iphone in 2020 are going to be in the 11 pro max um, they're going with lidar they're also going with different you know the different sensors technology uh the ability of recording in 10-bit video uh and well 10-bit uh video as well as having raw support 
those are big game changers for photographers, for people that use their smartphones and they do generally use them for those purposes to generate content, recording video. Um, I do feel like, well, uh, sorry, I do feel like Apple is feeding into their forte or at least what they successfully do uh, as far as devices. And what I mean by this is, the, uh, is that first, um, Everybody and anybody that uses an iPhone knows that iPhones take great video from all of their cameras. For me, I take uh, there's a good number of my B-rolls are actually shot on a uh, on a uh, the uh, sorry the 11 Pro Max from last year, and that's because I like the fact that the front-facing camera, the ultra wide, the standard focal length all have the same color science put in. So having the function of using 10-bit color in there to be able to be more productive, you will do color grading with raw uh, support on the uh, in, on the back end are going to be great. But I think that's going to work mostly with special cameras, not necessarily so much with the default camera. Also, the support isn't going to be out of the, uh, there out of the box. It's going to be available later. So um, I don't think it's a game changer. I think they're just feeding into it. They're just literally doubling down on what they're doing ex currently. They're just saying, look, we're going to give you more functional pro-level tools for you to use. The average user is not even going to bother with the 10-bit video. They're not even going to bother with RAW. A, because it takes a lot of storage. B, because it takes a lot more configuration. And you do need to end up buying an app or running different apps to get the full benefit of them. So really nice to have them as as features and i think they make great um feature set on a on the phone but again 90 percent of people that use iphones unless they're using them for a pro level experience are not going to really benefit too much from it i feel like it's a great upgrade from what we saw last year uh, but again that whole golden gate now we have to be in the pro max to get the best experience is a little bit of um i i'm gonna have to say it's, it's like the um the the note uh, the, the note 20 ultra better sensors on the than the note 20 the s20 ultra again the 108 megapixel sensor than than the other s10 s20 didn't have um samsung and and and, uh, and apple are learning that they're trying to give you basically the best of the best at the top um and i'm going to say huawei did the same thing with their uh p40 the p40 pro plus um it, you know that was the best of the best again different sensors they do that which uh, i think it's a great option i think it's a great option for uh, for what they want to do uh okay let's jump in which one would you recommend for gaming gregory uh oh uh uh griff uh, oh griff uh griffin sorry griffin anthony anthony griffin um you know i'm not sure griffin i i gotta go back and see some of your comments i'm your your comments are uh sporadically spit out there and uh okay Somebody is somebody's going on timeout. Sorry, somebody was just spamming the comments. I don't know why. Okay, so let's jump into. Um, so uh, sorry, do this, uh, Griffin. If you um, sorry, Anthony, if you don't mind reposting your question, I do apologize. I think I may have missed that one. And let's jump over to Muhammad Az um, Azhar. Um, I have seen some uh, some speed tests between the Pixel Five and the iPhone Eleven. The Pixel is catching up with. Uh, Catch, catching up with it despite the mid-range processor. So the the big thing that we also want to keep in mind, uh, Hamad, is that you're looking at them as slightly different shifts, right? So the iPhone 11 is running the A13 Bionic, which is last year's processor. The 765 got released at the end of the year, and it is really more of a mid-range, but it, it's the top mid-range. Think of it as the best of the best of the 7 series is the 765. Um, the 865 uh, Plus is the, obviously the best of the 865 series. 
Uh, the difference in performance really needs to come down to what you use your phone. If we're talking performance, meaning opening apps, closing apps, uh, you know, going from one app to the other, swiping through the UI, going into Instagram, going into Twitter, email, uh, taking pictures, doing all of those, you know, the general things that we use our smartphones to or consuming media. I, th I agree. Yeah, I think the the difference between the two is actually very small. Uh, speed tests are great to show the capabilities of a phone, but real life usage will always trump that because speed tests are in ideal circumstances, meaning you would never turn off your phone, turn it on, close all the apps and then launch one app at a time and then go back and see how many of them are sitting in, in memory. And I'm, uh, by the way, Mohammed, I'm, I'm only referencing a certain type of speed test. I'm not saying that this is the, the way that the video that you watched. Um, those are those are specific situations that are kind of again uh, in a specific format. Uh, typical usage is where you're opening an app, you use the app, you're loading a whole bunch of different things where it's using more memory than just opening and closing it, and then you're running different apps at the same time. And I think both uh, Google and uh, um, Apple have done a great job into uh, mainstreaming or basically allowing their launchers to work perfect, uh, perfectly with what they're offering us. So yes, absolutely. The processor is one thing. Uh, what I would say probably, Mohammed, um, is if you're looking at performance, look at it basically benchmarks. Those are the things that will basically give you a little bit more of an indicator of what the 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 overhead of you know how much higher can you go on the performance on one over the other. Uh, but I think overall, most people, if you're again, unless you're unless you're doing seriously some heavy lifting, uh, and when I mean by heavy lifting, I'm talking video processing, rendering video content creation off your phone. Those are the things that are going to basically start jumping at you and showing you a little bit more of the difference in performance. But if you don't have them next to each other, I don't think really we'll, we'll, all, we'll most of us won't realize the difference. Uh, let's see here. Um, so IA, IR1980, um, sorry. I don't know how to say the name, but that's all I see. So it's a no-brainer here in the UK. Pixel 5 for $599 plus free Bose QCs 35.2 as part of the deal. What? You guys got Bose headphones? Uh, uh, okay. That's not fair. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I love my Sonys. Uh, nothing against Bose. I love the QC35s. I think they're great. Uh, and I think it's a great option if you're able to get it. For $599, I think it's a great. So there's the difference, obviously, you guys need to keep in mind, in uh, pounds over uh, US dollars. So we're at $699, $699. In pounds, it does definitely drop a little bit. There's only one variant. Um, I think it's a great deal. Like I said, it, it depends on what you're looking for and what you want to get out of it. I think the Pixel 5 is a great, uh, great offering from Google. Um, I love the fact that Google literally like changed the, their approach to the Pixel. For years, people have been talking about the fact that Pixel's pricing kept going up, 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 up. But the reality of the matter is that, you know, once Google proved that they were able to produce great images and the ability of having their post-processing run on a 7 series processor last year with the 3 and the 3A and how fast those things sold. Also, when the 4A 5 when the 4A came out, not the 5G, the $350 model, cheaper than last year's 3A, is selling like hotcakes. This thing is hard to get. And that's because this is a great phone. If you look at them from an aesthetical standpoint, they are the same. Uh, basically, parameter-wise, they're pretty much the same. Um, display technology, obviously, is different. Speaker phones are obviously different. There's a headphone jack on this one. This one does not. Um, this one has a 90 hertz refresh rate. This has a 60, frame, 60 hertz refresh rate. Uh, wireless charging, reverse wireless charging. Both have a 4,000 milliampere battery. And of course, both running Android 11. Um, not out of the box. This came out with Android 10, uh, but now both running Android 11. Um, I think it's hard to, it's a hard sell. It's a really a hard sell to kind of say, which one would you say is better? 
it depends on what you're looking for. But the Pixel 5 is hands down a great phone, definitely. Uh, send me the OnePlus 8T. Uh, uh, Nithin, send me 700 bucks. It's a, it's a very... Uh, it's a very easy. Actually, no, I take that back. Send me eight hundred because there's fifty dollars for shipping, because that's going to be how much expensive it is to actually just send it. But it's a seven hundred and fifty dollar phone. Uh, the OnePlus Eight T versus the Mi Ten Pro. Uh, ooh, that's a good one. Which one? Ah. Okay, so I'm, I'm crunching numbers in my mind. I don't know why I didn't think of this equation because they're actually very close to each other. Uh, both are gaming phones. Both have a flat display. Both are running the 865. Neither one of them is running the 865 plus. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like the eight the AT has the faster battery. It runs at the 65 watt. The eight the the 10T Pro did go back to 30, which was one of the things I was con confused why Xiaomi didn't keep the 60 watt charger because the, the the Mi 10 Pro did have 65 uh, or 60 or 65, and then when they went down to the Mi 10T, they went down a little bit. So short answer, I think it's a good experience. I think they're both. Both decent in the sense of the uh, the software. Both are running Android 11 out of the box. Both are running. I think take that back. Actually, I take that back. No, the Mi 10T Pro is running still Android 10 on MIUI 12, where the OnePlus 8 is running. Sorry, 8T is running Android 11. Um, I think they're pretty close. Honestly, uh, honestly, I, I would I would go with whatever you feel like is uh, you know uh, a better experience. I mean, the 144 hertz over the 120 is a marginal marginal benefit, and I say that purely because. Um, very few games play at 144, and even if you're playing them at 144, there's not 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 enough of a difference for you to notice it. That if you played it on a 120 over a 144, so I feel like that's more of a numbers game. Uh, but at the end of the day, I would I would say yeah, I think it's a good it's a good experience for both. There's not much really I would say to say one over the other unless there's a specific preference that you like. Do you either like MIUI or Oxygen OS? That's the best way to look at it. Uh. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll do one more. We'll do one more timeout because we're noticing a lot of spams this time. Uh, normally, I have Matt in the in the chat, and he's usually helping me out. Uh, but we'll have to see how this one goes. Uh, okay. So Unsun says, uh, Unsun uh, Dorado says, okay, sir, please take name once. I'm really very very big fan of yours. Uh, I did pick it, but I'm not sure. Um, I, I'm either other than the, the name is the uh, name is unsung or is it unsung? Um, but hi, good morning, and welcome to the chat. Um, the OnePlus 8T is night, and how's the camera? They actually, uh, so Mario is asking, uh, how's the camera on the OnePlus 8T? It's actually pretty good. Uh, the flexibility between the cameras that we get there is actually pretty nice. They did go with the 48 megapixel sensor, which essentially we've seen in multiple versions of OnePlus, it's not new. Uh, but I think the overall processing on this is pretty much, you're still going to be receiving, you know, so the focusing level is pretty good. Image quality is pretty decent. It's slightly more saturated. I feel like they're still doing that over-processing on the saturation there. Um, there's a couple of new modes in the actual video side, which are really nice. So there's bokeh video, which enables you to do that whole, you know, subject isolation. You filter out the person and you just basically focus on me. Everything behind me is, uh, you know, blurred out. Um, and then they have this new Nightscape video, which is some pretty decent experience there. Uh, I think, it's a good evolution on this. And honestly, at the end of the day, if you're thinking about getting the AT, there's always going to be new features built in and there's always going to be Gcam. Um, if you're not familiar with Gcam, it's essentially is a, uh, a port or a, uh, a they basically import or make functioning. They bring in the camera from the Google Pixel uh, line of devices over and they basically uh, obviously modify and make sure that they work right. And I just realized it is... 
Okay, let's see here. I thought I turned off all my sounds, but I guess not. Call, ringtone. <laughs> I just, I love notifications. But yes, uh, I think it's a great, it's a great uh, um, option. I think if you're looking for the AT, it's the best that OnePlus has to offer. And it's the fastest that OnePlus has to offer at the end of the year. Um, I may get some hate for this, but the true winner is the Mi 10T Pro. Uh, personal preference, I think the Mi 10T, and like I said, the, between that and the AT, it's, it's a close, it's a really close one because you're looking at um, roughly about the same price when it comes to price point availability in the same markets. Um, you know, Xiaomi will obviously release Android 11 on this. There's not a question there, but if you had to kind of put them next to each other, um, also the AT and the Mi 10T Pro, uh, I think to, to a point to your conversation, uh, Flavio uh, Luis here is, um, does have that 108 megapixel sen uh, sensor on the back as opposed to the 48 numbers at the end of the day. I mean, they're all pixel binning at the end. You're not really going to be shooting 108 all the time. Those things will fill up your storage faster than anything. Uh, but I, 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 like I said, if you personally provide uh, like that option, I think it's a great option. There's nothing and I don't think there's no reason for us to, to, to feel any, any bad, uh, any worse or any, any less on that one. Uh, let's jump in real quick here. Oh, okay. So IR 1980. So, uh, also Google in a way, is showing off the pro, uh, the prowess of stock Android with excellent optimization and machine learning, with these, obviously the AI, um, and a lower price uh, a lower price device compared to a thousand dollar phones. Could not have said it better. Could absolutely could not have said it any better than that. It is truly the ability, and, and Google is one of those companies that can, because they are. So think of it this way. Whenever we see a new version of Android, there is, um, think of it like what, what, what do the developers and the, and the software engineers that are working to build the software use as their, their benchmark? They use the next flagship as the main device to make sure that this device runs. So if there's any indication that Android 11 wasn't going to run perfectly, just absolutely perfectly on the Pixel 5, the Pixel 4a and the Pixel 4a 5G, then those are the things that were there. They were designed to. They were designed to make a 765 series processor shine and give you the experience. And like I said, a flagship experience on a mid-range processor for the right price. And that's the big difference. Google's truly realizing that phones are getting too expensive and people are not going to be buying, you know, and even though people may buy the thousand dollar phones, if you look at it just from the sense of numbers and, and sales. The $1,000 phones may sell a 1,000 units. Obviously, I'm, I'm, the numbers are not right, but short answer, what I'm trying to use is just a, re a reference range. If a, if a $1,000 phone sells 1,000 units, you're going to sell 10,000 units of the mid-range device. Why? Most people don't need all those extra bells and whistles. And at the end of the day, it's like you make more money selling your mid-rangers. And the reality of the matter is if they're able to do what they do best at the 7 Series, especially since Qualcomm released the 765, and I cannot wait for the next series, the 775, to come out. Those are the things. A lot of phones benefited from this, and that's why the whole shift kind of happened this in 2020, where there's more mid-rangers and more people are excited about mid-range and mid-range processors than what we've seen in the past. Absolutely. Uh, Nicholas P uh, Padilla um, how are the haptic feedbacks on the Pixel 5? Are they as good as the OnePlus 8 Pro? Uh, different feedbacks. I think the OnePlus 8 Pro still has a little bit better on the on the vibration motor on there. I feel like the just the, the total response is pretty good. But the Pixel 5 uh, runs pretty good. I think overall, they haven't had any problem. It's not as what we used to experience with the OnePlus 7, if you remember the OnePlus 7 back from last year. It's definitely a lot better. Uh, 
Okay, let me double. Okay, see, TK, uh, Greg, Greg, jumping in here. TK, the uh, oh, TK, Max Lee gave me the Xiaomi Mi 8. Um, holy moly, this phone is fast. <laughs> yeah, no, Xiaomi, Xiaomi is a is a big. Um, first foremost, very happy with, to work with Xiaomi. I was also very happy a couple of weeks ago. We got a chance to unveil the Mi 10T Pro. Um, they're very fast. Absolutely. There's no question. And uh, I love the way they implement their operating system. Uh, I'm hoping that you're already running on MIUI 12. Uh, uh, Greg, let me know if you're not. But uh, if you're running it, even if you decide to basically unlock it and run a GSI ROM, this is also going to be one of the other things. It's easier to, do, to unlock your phone with Xiaomi devices. You just have to do that little waiting period. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, and son, uh, and I love from. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate the support all the way from India. I, I can imagine how late it is in the morning for you guys. I appreciate you hanging out with us here, definitely for sure. Uh, let's jump in here. Uh, yes, uh, okay. So uh, Daniel's jumping in. Yes, and how are the haptics on the AT compared to iPhone nowadays? Not as easy for me to compare. I do uh, the only iPhone that I usually have that I use most of the time is the eight, uh, the eleven Pro Max, and for the most part, I think it, they're fine. There's nothing wrong. But the AT, I think for me, is closer to what we saw with the uh, with the uh, eight Pro. So it's it's the better haptics. Let's put it that way. Um, they're not going to be where you're going to feel like it. Uh, they're they're not really well. It's hard to explain, but haptics have to be tuned correctly to actually give you the right vibration. And so for me, the AT does that, and it does that well. Um, here. Okay. Let's stop this one. So in the UK, so this is, um, uh, OA, a walk, a walkers, a walkers, a OA walker. I'm, and I do apologize if I'm saying this wrong. Uh, he's saying in the UK, uh, in the, okay. In the UK, the AT is, uh, $50 cheaper than the pixel five, bigger screen, faster chip, fast charging, etc. I'm not few, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not focused too much on the camera. Um, so, uh, what he's referring to there is the other model of the AT. As I mentioned, in the US, or at least in the US market, they only released one version of the AT. That's the 12256. In, uh, and it sounds like in the UK or in the European market, they released two different versions. There's the uh, eight, I think it's the 12128 and the 12256. And um, the 12, I think 128 is cheaper. And that makes perfect case. Yes, if you're looking for that and the price is right, there's no reason why the, uh, the, the AT wouldn't make a good case. Um, I do want to focus also, but I do want to also talk a little bit more about the eight, the five, uh, the Pixel Five versus the Four A in just one second. Um, oh, uh, so Tenjin uh, uh, Mahmoud is saying is the OnePlus isn't re uh, reliable anymore. Uh, you can't use OnePlus phones uh, for one to two years. Um, I it's hard to. I can say that. Okay, so let me maybe let me step back one uh, one quick step. Um, I, I know personally that a family member has been using the OnePlus 6 for the last couple of years. So this is not the 7, not the, not the 8, but the 6. And they're recently upgrading to the uh, to the OnePlus 7, uh, 7T. So they're jumping into last year's processor. There was no problem. The OnePlus 6T was also very capable. Uh, I have the McLaren edition of the OnePlus 6T, and I'm, I'm, oops, I'm in the process of, uh, sadly to say, I'm in the process of selling it. Uh, but short answer is, it depends on what you're using it for. Uh, I think the overall experience, if you go, if you're at the OnePlus 6T and later when they switched over to the in-display fingerprint sensor, we start seeing the 30 watt charging. I feel like those devices are carrying or are, are holding up pretty well. If you're looking more into the 5, 5T, I'm probably with you at this point that then, you know, the support level is going to be, you know, start hitting that almost end of the end of the life process. 
but it also again depends on what you're looking for. Uh, you know, I wouldn't necessarily harp on them, but keep in mind OnePlus of all the other manufacturers on the market release more updates, more features, beta programs, and support for their devices for a much longer time than most carriers or most OEMs. Um, okay, here. Um, Oh, Aditya. Hey, the other, <laughs> sorry, I, I don't mean to call you the other Aditya, but uh, Aditya is in the chat as well. Uh, this is Aditya, uh, um, Upalka, Aditya Upalkar. Sorry, I'm, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. How's the screen brightness on the Pixel 5 compared to the OnePlus 8T? I don't actually have, that was one thing I haven't done. Uh, I haven't had an opportunity to actually run screen brightness. Now, obviously we're talking indoor screen brightness here because I'm not, uh, I'm holding the wrong one. Don't you like it when you do, when you hold a phone? So um, overall, let's do this. I'm going to open up something that I know will look nice here. Um, sorry, I'm actually doing this live for you guys. I do want to. I do apologize. I just don't want. I don't want to make the. Uh, and here it is, opening Chrome, and we're going to go. Oh, here. So we'll go to UFO. I just want to see how fast. And here, and we're going to go brightness level. I want to say they're pretty decent, but uh, I almost. I'm almost tempted to say. Uh, oh, sorry. I meant to say UFO test here. Okay, UFO speed test. Da, da, da. Uh, definitely brighter. Definitely brighter. Noticeably brighter. Uh, it's hard to tell whenever, unless you're looking at them right next to each other. Uh, but I'm looking at them both uh, directly. The the wider, the wide. It's definitely brighter and obviously bigger. So that's the easy way to explain it. Sorry, uh, didn't mean to do the uh, the live test. I haven't had a comparison between the two yet because that's not something I usually test out. But I guess I should. Um, here, um, uh, Taiki, uh, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. TK, uh, TK Bay, salam, salam alaikum. Uh, what do you think about the long-term period of using the OnePlus 8T? I think the OnePlus 8T should easily carry you for at least, uh, one, you know, one to two years of usage. Uh, not because of the, pro I'm not trying to say that obviously it's future-proof, but essentially you're a getting into the 5G era, right? So you have 5G in there. So for whatever, whenever that becomes more stable and more available in the markets that you're in. Large display, 120 frames per second refresh rate, 65 watt battery. And it's a battery that does not overheat. There's a specific thing that I don't know if you guys had a chance to check it out. I posted a video over on my YouTube channel a couple of days ago, which is the speed test of the OnePlus 18. I like to do those speed tests on phones because the biggest thing that most companies that, you know, and I'm not trying to say that it's a concern, but, you know, the biggest thing that you'll see on a launch event, phone XYZ charges in so much speed and blah, blah, blah. Yes, those are great numbers, but at the end of the day, how hot does your phone get? Are we talking about, you know, charging your phone so fast, but then your phone is hitting 105, 110 degrees Fahrenheit? Keep in mind, that's like around 42, 40, 42, something like that. Those are really hot temperatures. Um, the OnePlus 8T surprisingly stayed at a maximum of about 95 uh, Fahrenheit, which is about 31 uh, Celsius, 31, 32 Celsius. So to me, that's a big change in what we've seen before. And I think also other companies like Oppo is doing the same thing. They're considering battery health. So when we talk about using it for the long term, you have to also consider is obviously the capacity of the battery, that battery health. Is your phone going to last so long and still give you that, you know, all day battery and still charge really fast? Right now, if we have any indication from what the one the the uh, Find X2 Pro from uh, Oppo is doing, I feel like the OnePlus 8T has a really good uh, good chance of making it. It runs roughly the same processor. It basically the 865. It has the same charging speed, same UFS charging, uh, you know, storage. It's 12 gigs of RAM. Uh, the Find X2 Pro is a champ with Android 11. I don't have a doubt that the uh, OnePlus 8T will last and will work really nicely for a really long time. So I hope that one kind of uh, I'm hoping that one kind of makes sense for you guys. 
Um, OnePlus 8T, uh, OnePlus 8 Pro or OnePlus 8T. Uh, if you like curved display, the OnePlus Pro, uh, 8 Pro. If you don't, then I would go with the OnePlus 8T, uh, mostly because of the charging speed. Um, do you have an idea how to buy an S20, the Snapdragon version in Europe? Uh, importing it, uh, that's the best way. To, I, the only way I would say is either importing it or check some of the use sites. I don't unfortunately have any. If anybody else has uh, any comments on that, I would love to hear them. Um, also, uh, if why the caps? That I don't know. I, We'll have to see. But yeah, no, uh, unfortunately, I don't. Uh, I wish I did. I, I did. I'm familiar with sites that sell in Europe and I'm obviously import to the US because that's usually what I like to do. Oh, man. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Goku this time. So let's go ahead and jump over to the next one. Mihub um, Isa, uh, Mihub, um, hello, TK, help me. Uh, I hope you can help me with this matter. My Note 20 Ultra speakers distortion uh, in high volume uh, does. Uh, okay, sorry. Uh, the, is is the Note 20 Ultra speakers distortion on the high volume as bad? Uh, okay, in high volume does back off like the Note 10 Plus. Um, I'm assuming you're talking about the, the the volume levels on the high level when you play it at 100% playing it. Uh, both the the okay, so the Note 20 Ultra's volume at the very high was actually pretty good. It's not very distorted. Um, check my unboxing video, and you can actually hear a specific sample of me playing the volume at 100% on the Note 20 Ultra. Uh, so that's easy way to kind of check it. And if you also want to check it out, I also did the same thing on the Note 10. So it's easier to check the two if you want to have like a live experience. I don't have the Note 10 anymore. Um, so I don't, it's hard for me to kind of show, show that for you. But if you want to hear exactly what it is, double check those two uh, clips on the channel. I think that'll answer you. I hope that kind of answers the question. It does not distort. So that's for me, uh, at least from the Note 20 Ultra, because that's more recent than I remember how that one worked. Um, what do you okay? So, uh, Tanjin asking is, what do you think about the OnePlus 8T with Google Camera installed? I think that's going to be uh, uh, everybody that's getting the OnePlus 8T is going to be looking for the for the GCam installation. I think overall the 8T performs well. I think it does a good job, and I think if you're looking for more of a pixel experience, GCam will always be the thing for you. But again, uh, most users that end up getting the GCam are going to be basically looking at it in that sense, just to kind of keep it going. Uh, the GCam is always going to be a really nice option. Um, <laughs> uh Neil, good morning. Sabaho, hey man, welcome back. Uh, I didn't see your name before, so I'm hoping. I'm sorry. Uh <laughs> I see Matt's in the chat as well. Um uh can we all hit that like button, please? Uh it helps the video, the channel perform better. Thank you very much. Hashtag TKR Bay. Thank you very much, Aditya. I always, always appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much for jumping in and, of course, letting uh, you know, letting us know. Of course, please like and subscribe, share the video as much as you can. It always helps the channel and, of course, keeps keeps things going and obviously brings uh, more people to the conversation, which gives us more opportunity to have different conversations uh, as we normally do. Uh, but thank you very much, Aditya, of course. Um, Dave Trevino, uh, oh, I think he's answering back. He's uh, going and says, uh, yes, it is. Got the Sprint lease and I have to oh, give it back soon. I think they're talking about an LG. Um, a question for the chat, Pixel 5, S20 FE, or OnePlus 8T? Lethal Emperor, that was a lethal shot right there. It's like throwing, that's like, uh, I'm just going to leave this here. Talks amongst yourself. Um, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, I'm, 
I'll say this. I've played with all three of these devices. Uh, not, not, not that I don't have a, a preference against the... So I think the S20 FE, by the way, is a great combination of things that one, that uh, that Samsung put together. Um, I still feel, though, that the, the, the camera configuration, the camera experience, for the most part, I feel like the Pixel 5 will win that one across the board. Uh, Speed-wise, I still think the OnePlus 8T will win. I think the OnePlus, uh, the, uh, the S20 FE is more of... Um, it's it's truly meant for the fans, the fans of Samsung and One UI, but wanted to get something for a more affordable price. I, I don't knock it. I don't think it's a bad decision. I just feel like I said it's the the choice of the camera sensors that we have on this, the material that we have on the back, and the overall experience. I think it's great for the price. I think it's great for a fan that loves Samsung. And if you're trying to get into the Samsung ecosystem, it's a great phone. Uh, now with the one with uh, what we see with the fact that you know they dropped the price on it as soon as uh, OnePlus released it, and as soon as Pixel came out. Those are big indicators, obviously, that it's it's really meant to hone in on that market. So it's hard. I'll, I'll let the guys in the comments answer it. Hopefully, we'll find we'll find more comments into that one. Um, oh, Mr. Commerce in the chat. Hey, man. Good morning. Um, Oppo Find X2 versus the Vivo X50 Plus. Which one would you say? Find X2, hands down. The, v, the Vivo is a great phone, and it's funny, kind of like you know, putting Vivo against Oppo kind of thing situation. Um, but just mostly because of the factor of actually I've used the Find X2 more and I've seen the Vivo and I've seen the performance on it. I think it's a great option. Uh, but if you're looking, if you're considering the X, the Find X2 Pro and the op and what it offers, especially now that it has color OS 11 on it already, there's a lot of things, by the way, that improve when you go over to color OS 11, the latest and greatest. And of course, some of the new options that, uh, that Oppo is putting in there are absolutely fantastic. And I truly have, I would say that Installing the update on the phone made me feel like I got a new phone. It didn't feel like it just, you know, new operating system. It was just truly snappier, faster, loading things, running things, 120 frames per second refresh rate, the massive battery, the charging speeds, all of those things. I, I still, I, I would still say go, I would go with the Find X2 Pro. Um, but it, I, I would love to hear your thoughts on that one as well. Um, I like the, uh, or the Carmine Red G8. Yes, that was a good color. Um, I think the AT uses DDRX4 instead of DDR5. That's true. It does use actually slightly slower RAM. Uh, but when you're talking about the fact that you have 12 gigs of RAM e either way, it just, from a process standpoint and performance, especially when you're trying to do things that are more like benchmarking, in, uh, I would say basically uh, uh, performance intensive uh, functionalities, DDRX4, uh, the 4X versus the 5 is not going to be that massive jump. Uh, you know, when I did run the benchmark, which is, Kind of a surprise to me, and I, and I don't know if you guys caught it in the in the video. Uh, it actually performed the AT performed ever so slightly, and I'm talking ever so slightly, like maybe ten points a little bit better on the multi core and the single core and Geekbench. Uh, so it's it's exactly about the per performance that you can expect from the eight Pro. Let's just say that way. Um, because of the RAM and of course UFS 3.1, and of course you know you're getting all the good new things from OnePlus at the end. You know, obviously at the end of 2020. Um, and Joe, Joe's with me. See, Team Joe. Okay. <laughs> Joe's with me on that one. Uh, yes, no, definitely. And um, here, let's jump in. Oh, I think that. Okay, so the chat is jumping in. Okay, so uh, the ETS is jumping back into. Uh, he says, um, the, "Oh, the S twenty FE. It's a perfect mixture of Pixel Five and OnePlus AT. So Aditya is jumping in with the S twenty FE. I think it's a good option." Uh, ooh, hold on. Ronaldo's in there as well. I'd love to be to hear what Ronaldo says. So Ronaldo from My Tech Reviews is jumping. He says. 
Uh, the problem with the OnePlus uh, with the OnePlus updates is that they okay so that if you get the phone from a carrier like T-Mobile, the updates don't arrive as fast as as if you get it directly from OnePlus. It's so. Yes. First, I'll start off by saying right off the bat, yes, Ronaldo's on point on this. Yes, there's there is a delay in the effect of when an update comes in. Uh, so I'll explain by saying this. OnePlus is the manufacturer of the phone. They sell their own phones. They sell them unlocked. If you buy it directly from them, you're getting the unlocked model. You're, you're not going to be able to get the carrier version. You have to buy that directly from the company. So in this situation, it's T-Mobile. T-Mobile receives the update the same time you and I receive it on the unlocked model. And T-Mobile has to go through and then run it through their software engineers to make it sure that it complies with what they need the operating system to do. So the ROM or the, the, the operating system that runs the phone. And what that generally means, essentially, you know, compatibility with their Wi-Fi calling, compatibility with their voiceover LTE, all of those little things that normally we don't really see in the foreground. They're all background processes. And they also inject their own applications in there. Because if you turn on a T-Mobile phone, you'll see that the T my T-Mobile app is installed it's a system app it's not an app user installed app so those things need to be baked in that unfortunately does take time and it does actually take an effect into the how fast these updates get pushed out to our smartphones so not that they're not coming they're just as ronaldo was saying here uh, they're a little bit behind and that's always been my challenge whenever i'm making a decision if i want to pick up a phone um, directly from a carrier or an unlocked model now Conversely, sp speaking of which for uh, for Ronaldo here, Samsung does it the other way. Samsung prioritizes their updates to carriers and makes sure that carriers push their versions of the update faster than the unlocked model. And that didn't used to be always the case and they changed it. Now, for some reason, if you have an unlocked model, you're almost like at the end of the line when you get the updates on Samsung where you're on the head of the line on OnePlus. So depends on the company, they do change and, and things are a little bit different there. Um, so Greg is also kind of commenting is on the fact that the OnePlus 8 also has the much uh, the new and improved cooling system. It is partially that when it comes down to keeping the temperatures and the thermals running right, but it's also because they're using two batteries. You have to also keep in mind that it's it's one thing to say I have to run a very fast two miles. Uh, and basically say, let me see, let me show you how fast I can run it. I can run it at 30 miles an hour and I can go and do it really quick as opposed to saying that I have two guys running half a mile and they're both running at 30 miles an hour. Obviously the half a mile will get there faster. You get two people, shorter distance. So temperatures don't necessarily need to heat up so much. So just keep that in mind. But yes, uh, definitely I agree. The, uh, the temperatures and the cooling system is always going to be very nice there. Uh, <laughs> Jatinder Kumar, uh, John, Jane, uh, I'm sorry, Jane, I'm sorry. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Thank you very much for the super chat. Appreciate it. Always, always appreciate you guys' support. Uh, Lethal Emperor unlocked only. Always, always unlocked, guys. Always. Um, Edita is jumping back in. Uh, oh, responding back to Lethal Emperor. Most likely uh, we'll go we'll go for the Samsung. So Edita is uh, Samsung jumping in there. Uh, they offer the, uh, the some level of uh, manual mode in their camera. And that's true. The new manual mode, uh, video mode that they're offering now is present there. Um, the S20 FE launches with the One UI 2.5. So you have uh, pro video as well as the ability of using uh, Bluetooth headphones on there as well. Um, I hate their UI, <laughs> uh, but uh, since I, I just... Oh, uh, uh, sorry. But since they just throw RAM in there, uh, you know, running a launcher should be fine. And, I, and Aditya's comment in there is uh, referencing essentially is that um, Samsung's biggest thing is essentially, look, we'll give you features as more than you'll need. 
And the way they've been basically dealing with it as generationally upgrading from one version to another is they've typically thrown more RAM. See, the, what they say essentially is, you know, if they give you eight gigs of RAM, they're using a good number of it. And if you get a Samsung phone that has 12 gigs of RAM, they're still using a good number of that RAM too. That's the approach that Samsung likes to do, but it still fixes the concern. I mean, it gets you at the end of the day where you need to be. And I feel like that's always going to be uh, the situation. Uh, Ahmed, um, Hussam Dean, sorry, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Salam, salam, salam alaikum, Ahmed. Salam, TK. Hope you're doing fine. Uh, this is my first time here. Is the Pixel 4a worth buying right now, uh, or should I just wait for the Pixel 5a? Um, look, for the $350, there is no simpler choice to make for a phone. 5G is there's no 5G on this model, so obviously that's out of the question. The phone is built very nicely. It has the right material. It has a headphone jack, great camera, one camera on the back, one camera on the front. Just keep that in mind. Um, if you're thinking about waiting for the Pixel 5a, that's a whole year later. If you're not in the, if you're not really looking to upgrade and you can wait, I would probably just see basically if you're able to get a good deal on the Pixel 5. Uh, to be honest, the Pixel 5 right now it just launched for 700. There's a good chance that maybe there'll be some specials throughout the holiday if you're able to be in that market. But I feel like the Pixel 4a right now is a no-brainer. It's a simple, easy choice, great Google support. Updates will definitely be pushing out there. You're not going to be losing anything on it. So I always feel like that's going to be a really good thing for you guys. So yes, Pixel 4a is a good win if you have to go for it. If you can wait, and you can wait about a year, I'm sure there'll be other options that you can check out. But uh, no question, the 4a for 350 is an easy, easy recommendation. Um, oh, Ram, uh, Ram Prash, uh, Prakash is saying, um, hey man, in $350, sorry, um, in the $350 range, is the Pixel a good phone compared to other phones in the market right now? Uh, and what would you suggest as an alternative on that, at that same price point? Uh, so in the US, and I'll say that's in, I'll, I'll explain it in the US market and then in the near international market, because in the US, we don't have a lot of competition to the, to that 350 price point. Right now, the closest thing you have there is the iPhone SE. And that's also another small phone from, from Apple. And that one's at 399, not 350. Uh, if we look at the price point of other devices that are not running the mid-range processors and you start looking at other, maybe more budget-friendly devices, uh, very few will come well, actually, take that back. None will come close into the camera performance that the Pixel 4a can give you. And that's because it's a Pixel and it's using the Google. Uh, basically, just think of it, what, what Google can do for that price point. And other companies are generally, what they do is they compromise in the experience. They give you a much slower processor. They do other things. They may switch over to MediaTek. They may do other things. And I'm not saying MediaTek is bad. I'm just saying, it, just think of the combination and what I like to call is the compromise list, what you need to do to bring down that device to the price. So, they may be other devices that are cheaper, that, but they won't perform as well as the Pixel 4a. That's the general best way to say it. And that's why I always say that it's an easy sell. It's 350 bucks. It's, a, it's simply one of the best options that you can get for that price point. And again, simple, easy, point and shoot, great photo experience. That's the best way to say it. Um, Joe Hickey, Find X2 Pro. Absolutely. Mr. Comer, definitely jump back in there as well. Uh, let me double check here. Okay, so uh, Ram Prakash, more than, and I think that was the one we were looking at just a second ago. Uh, Joe, Aditya, uh, you're getting the FE. Um, so yeah, actually, Aditya, I don't know if did you are you in the process of upgrading? Did the did the LG is it as well? Let's just say this: is your LG not holding up anymore, or is is that what you're thinking about? Is basically looking at the S20 the S20 FE. We'd be interested to check it out. 
uh greg yes uh <laughs> it's uh it's iced coffee just the the normal thing we always do so i always just make it right before the show and i try to finish it by the time the show is over and we're still on goku depends on how i catch the uh, the cup it's usually when it kind of goes from that direction so let's see here uh oh sorry i'm jumping in a whole bunch of different comments in here um Oh, Greg, Greg is jumping out. Thank you very much for the for the super chat. I appreciate it, Greg. Hope you have a good day. And thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> always appreciate have you guys in the show. Um, you guys go for the Pixel 4a. It's a greater phone. And of course, for the price, absolutely great. So uh, this is Greg. The, the, we have Greg from across the, uh, both sides. So the, the gentleman, uh, Gregory, that one that just left is uh, in the Europe on Euro, in European time. He just left, and then of course we have uh, our our buddy over here, Greg, in the U.S. Ooh, we got Sam in the chat as well. Good morning, my fellow. Uh, well, I would say my fellow because it's not mine. It's this Juan Carlos's. Um, my fellow uh, <laughs> to duo uh, friend. Yep, my AT&T duo was about two weeks behind than the dual unlocked update. Okay, so I'm assuming you finally got the update. Uh, so it's I, that's actually not bad, Sam. Uh, to be honest, uh, T-Mobile is typically months later. It's not even a, it's not a weeks. It's almost like uh, OnePlus releases more of a consistent monthly update. I, and I say this on the OnePlus 7T McLaren edition. I had that device with T-Mobile for about, I want to say, five months, and I got two updates. And I know that the unlocked model was receiving consistently monthly updates because there was some issues with the 5G. It was the it was OnePlus's attempt to work with Qualcomm to release an 855 Plus with a 5G X55 modem. So it was the pre-865 experience where you had the best processor with the X55 modem, where when you went over to the 865, we noticed that it actually they integrated the two. So the experience was definitely uh, there, but I appreciate you letting us know that. So AT&T, at least with the support, uh, it's about two weeks later. And he's talking about the Surface Duo. He has the AT&T model, and I, the one I have right now is the unlocked model. So as soon as I received it from Juan for the uh, for the challenge that we're doing, um, I, I received an update. And, uh, and Sam's been waiting on that one for some time. So hopefully, I, I hope they get better. Let's put it that way. Uh, oh, I think we jumped that one. And... Oh, Aditya, uh, take care, buddy. I hope, yeah, hope you have a new, you're doing well. Let's jump back in a little bit down here and see what else we have. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, see, let's double check. So Will has a question. If, the, um, if this question has already been asked already, uh, what's your take on the Pixel 4a 5G? I think the Pixel 4a XL with 5G is a great choice if you want to get four, uh, 5G, but not necessarily want to pay the five, uh, the 700 bucks price tag. The difference in, in, the, in the performance between the Pixel 4a 5G, the Pixel 4a 5G and the Pixel 5 are there. The experience is still going to be noticeably different in what you're getting there. You get, the, obviously you get a, a 60 frames per second display. It's a bigger display. So it's closer to what you get with the Pixel 4a. It has the headphone jack. It has true speakers. There's a top earpiece at the top as opposed to the in-display speaker or the behind-the-display speaker that they're using. Um, I think it's a great phone. For $499, it's hard to, hard to beat. I would only go for it if you need the bigger display with 5G. That's the only reason. If those two things are not the biggest driver for you, I would go with the Pixel 4a. Honestly, the 4a runs 4G LTE, which is fast enough in the market now. For the price point, if it carries you a couple of years, I think it's still worth it. I don't think 5G is going to take over 4G for the next year or two. I think in reality, it's going to get better. We'll have better markets. But if anything else, 
where everybody's jumping in to go over to 5G, it's going to release some of those bands for the 4G area. And a lot of us will have better 4G connectivity and, of course, great connection. Nothing's wrong with 160 megabits down, guys. The 4G LTE capabilities are very, very nice. Um, Greg, oh, yes, definitely. So tomorrow, forgot to mention, uh, Sam and Matt have uh, Le uh, LeBaron. Uh, he's from Popcorn World, and they're going to be eating popcorn. So they're going to have a lot of popcorn tomorrow. So it's going to be a... a it's going to be a very, very bring your own cup of water kind of thing. You're going to be mouthwatering the whole show. Let's just put it that way. Um, I've I've tried LeBaron's uh, Popcorn World. We did a video on my son's channel. We tried, I want to say, 28 different flavors, and that is crazy good. Um, the way he does his flavoring, the way he does it in the sense of just giving you that true essence, like blueberry. Um, he even had some seafood flavors in there. But, of course, for me... You know, we have the white cheddar one, which is definitely very one of my favorite ones, definitely. Uh, and Aditya is jumping in. Yeah, Greg, yes, hashtag popcorn time, always, always. Uh, oh, man. So uh, <laughs> Aditya. Uh, so, um, so Aditya Upalkar is saying is the worst name is the Samsung, sorry, it's the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 2 5G Tom Brown Limited Edition. You win, my friend. That is not only the longest name, but it's like whoever decided to do this was like, how can we make this sound special? We want to make it sound super special. We don't think Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 2 5G is long enough. We want to add Tom Brown Limited Edition to it because then you know you can't say it real quick. Um, I think the reality of the matter is naming is is coming out of, you know, it's becoming more and more um it's, it's hard to basically justify not a long names in that sense. But the short way we'd probably say is this. Look, uh, whatever the name is, as long as the hardware can meet the expectations that people are paying, that $2,000 to $3,000, $4,000 phone. And I can't believe that that model, by the way, Aditya, sold out. That this just sold out in seconds. They only made 4000 and it sold out. So that was the crazy part. So those, those are the things that drive me <laughs> the way things are. Um, Lethal Emperor is coming back. To date, the Pixel 4a, the Pixel 4 XL is Google's best phone. Uh, I think to, to if we have to kind of keep in mind, yes, there's a there's a few things that kind of go back and forth. And, and honestly, only 2020 can it would have made me say the statement about the Pixel 4 XL. Nothing's wrong with it. But face unlock when you're waiting, when you're wearing face covering and when you're wearing a face mask or stuff, things like that are not as functional. And I realize, and I realize it more now that I feel like the pixel four XL should have had a fingerprint sensor on top of having the solely technology. I think it should have been a great example for Google to inc incorporate both features because at the end of the day, fingerprint sensor will always be faster. And I think that's again, one of the reasons why we see the solely technology not coming back here. We come back with a fingerprint sensor that is quite fast and it is secure, much, much more secure, especially if you have a face covering. And as you can imagine, we could not have planned for things like that, but I'm very happy to see that at least Google did decide to kind of go through and fix it. And I wouldn't say fix it, but change the direction there. Uh, but as far as the smartphone, yes, the 855, I think, is still more powerful than the 765, hands down. It doesn't have 5G, but it also has that telephoto lens as opposed to the wide-angle lens. So it's a little bit of a toss-up, um, depending on what your preference is. For me, I can say that one of the biggest things that I had to challenge whenever I was out and about with the Pixel 4a is whenever I wanted to take a picture of a group. Like I was hanging out with some friends. We There was a launch event for the Pixel event, um, and I was hanging out with some friends, Juan Carlos, um, uh, I think uh, Josh Quinones and stuff like that. And I wanted to take a picture of people. And using the Pixel 4 XL, you have to step back. You have to be the the wide angle lens to kind of make it fit. And if you're in a small space, it's hard. So 
Uh, it is a great phone, uh, and I think there's a lot of things that we can also say about the Pixel Five uh, in there. Uh, Bolyovar is saying is um, in Slovak in Slovenia. Uh, we just got the 5G on my carrier, which is uh, Telecom Slovenia. Uh, Slovenia. Hopefully, I'm saying this. Telecom Slovenia, and um, for now, it covers about 25% of the country, but the coverage is improving fast. The speeds uh, for now are close to 4G, but can go can reach up to 450 up and 100 down. That's not that's actually a lot faster than 4G LTE, but. That's the things that I was kind of talking about, uh, by the way, Bor, is a, the the coverage and the actual availability of 5G. We're starting to see 5G. We're starting to see the improvements. In my area, I kid you not, even though I have 5G on, on a good number of my phones whenever I'm using them, I don't necessarily get 5G. I'm getting sub-600 5G, which is T-Mobile's current coverage. They did merge with Sprint, and that should be able to give us something closer to what you're getting, uh, Bor, which is the 450 down or so. But we haven't seen that updated or available in my area. So when you look at those and look at the availability and what we're trying to do, at the end of the day, I think 4G LTE is a great phone. It's going to carry you for the next couple of years. 5G is getting better, and it will get better. But it took 4G LTE years before it was able to give us the same experience as to what we're seeing now. So, yeah, that, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you, and I'm excited to see that they're definitely getting a lot better. Uh, what else we have? Oh, okay. So we have uh, Dev. This is Dev Power. Um, so... Uh, okay, it would be good to see a small Android, Andro, uh, small small Androids like iPhone Mini. Oh, small devices like Android, uh, like small Android devices that are closer to the iPhone Mini, uh, and, and uh, use the Galaxy J6, the Infinity, uh, uh, the Infinity 2018 for weeks. And I have to say that they were sorry um, for for weeks, and that was so easy to use. Uh, even when navigate uh, navigating through the UI, it was easy, as compact as a 6.5 inch in, is bulky. Uh, I feel like. Right now, if we have to see what, what's the current offering, the Mini is still technically bigger. Uh, let's just double check here if I have my Mini. Uh, okay, so here. So uh, what I have here is the, the iPhone SE. The iPhone SE is the smallest phone that Apple makes, and it still is the smallest phone. Uh, and I kind of just want to give you guys a, a point of reference. So here is the Mini to the iPhone, uh, the uh, Pixel 5. The mini is actually a bigger than this. So if we really want to, if we're talking about small form factors, just uh, for, for your reference, Dev, um, the Pixel 5 is it. This is a very small, basically just six inch. There's not much really to kind of complement there, go any higher. And it has very minimal bezels, actually smaller bezels than what we see with the Pixel 5, uh, sorry, the Pixel 4a and the Pixel 4a 5G. And um, it actually does give you that experience of being able to use the phone in one hand. I'm, I was surprised that, the Pixel 5 was not as big as the Pixel 4a 5G. Again, and we don't have a bigger size. There's no 5 and 5XL. So yes, definitely. I, I would love to be able to see more options. And if there's any kind of indication with the fact that Apple decided to go in this direction, that we're going to see a lot more people going in in that direction, of course. Um, I got one oh, here. Don't jump in. Uh, Ronaldo's jumping back in. Um, I got my OnePlus 6T. Uh, that it was from T-Mobile, but I changed the ROM to the international ROM, uh, thanks to the guys over uh, over uh, thanks to the guys uh, doing the stream uh, that did the video, uh, and the last update was August 11, 2020. So that's the last update that was pushed out. You're right, it, and it is kind of starting to get at the end of that two year cycle, right? Um, I would dump if you're looking into something a little bit more, see if you can check the uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the beta program on the OnePlus side that will probably give you a little bit better, maybe more up to date features. But yes, uh, but the end of the day, though, if you look at it, 6T, two years old, 
running as uh, as as late as August. I mean, we're in, in what, October now. It's not that far. At the end of the day, though, again, it still runs fast. For me, my McLaren edition runs as fast as it did uh, at the beginning. And I still have all my apps because I was, again, I turned it on. I checked it. I made sure to update everything. And I got the same update that you're referring to. Um, and I don't think the McLaren would be going any, any further than what yours does because I think it's, they're running the same ROM. Uh, but it's it's surprising to see. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping we'll see more updates to it. But I can't also wait to, the Android 11. I, I, I would imagine that. The OnePlus 7 and the OnePlus 6T, at least, 6 and 6T should be able to get Android 11. But that looks like it's going to be more like early 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, a potato is a herb. <laughs> potato is an herb. Uh, I think Android's going to lose market share uh, to Apple. Why haven't they released any human size? <laughs> um, at the end of the year, when things this is what happens. When we start looking at Apple and, and, and Android, it's very, very uh, interesting. At the end of the year, as Apple releases their phones, we start seeing a big push into what the next year is going to start kind of looking at. Uh, and they gain some market share. Obviously, more people see it. They're in the news. They're being talked about. But if you really talk about volume availability internationally, Android is way ahead of what, uh, what, uh, what Apple is doing. Apple's trying to kind of catch up in this market now because they're trying to come down and providing you more price afford affordable pricing so their cheapest iphone to date is 399 and that's the iphone se the iphone se i i'm not going to say is going to win any awards it's a very small form factor if you're looking you truly want that small form factor the iphone mini is still 699 dollars. that's 700 bucks that's the mini so think of the price point it still has so much more competition from the xiaomi the realme the uh uh from the oppo from the oneplus from a whole bunch of different markets that have other devices that are optional available for you and you have to understand that just by sheer number and, vo and volume they still have more precedence and they still have a bigger ch uh, chance so yes they may take some market uh, away from Android, but at, in the whole, they're still not going to be taking it over at the end of the day. I feel like more people will, will will judge their purchases based on their pockets before the feature because to get into an iPhone mini for 700 bucks, uh, you haven't used an iPhone before, it's hard to sell when you have, again, you know, some an option for five ninety nine for the OnePlus eight T. You have other options from you know Xiaomi, Realme, uh, Oppo, other companies that you can can definitely give you a good a good experience there. Uh oh yeah. <laughs> okay, lethal emperor. Okay, let's. I don't think I'm I'm that far in the chat because uh, I'm actually hitting. Oh, I think I did. Either I'm behind on the chat, or I think the comments are not coming in as fast as I thought they were going to be. Uh, here, okay. So uh, lethal emperor is basically saying tickets is um. Well, it's two sixty one. I'm he uh, I'm here. Okay, I think Streamyard is is bringing in the the, the chat. I hope we'll see some more stuff in here. Okay, so. Uh, Aditya Neil says, uh, yes, extreme skins are quite good, uh, uh, with some uh, customizable skin, skin availability on that one. Uh, Mija is saying, where can we purchase a Chinese brand phone in the US besides eBay? Swap up. Uh, SWAPPA, there's a link for them in the description below if you'd like to check it out. Um, if, as long as you know the specific brand that you're looking for, generally people that import the, the phones that like to sell them, that's generally where they go, and they, they're a little bit better than eBay. Uh, the other options, I would probably say uh, there is a, so um, what is it called? Uh, my, sorry, funkyhuawei.shop also does import certain specific brands uh, that are basically Hong Kong uh, models. I think they also import some Chinese brands directly from mainland China, but mostly Hong Kong because those are the ones that will work internationally. Uh, and of course, Jap uh, Japan style phones if you are looking for them. So uh, funkyhuawei.shop. 
in my village, the max speed is a 4G. Uh, wow. Uh, hats off. Your your 4G is a lot faster than our 5G. Let's just say that. Uh, on the download, at least. On the upload, is about roughly about the same. Um, my tech reviews. So I, I'm interested to find out, you guys, what numbering are you guys? Is there numbers? Oh, OK. So uh, Aditya uh, Pilar is saying 261. I'm seeing uh, Ronaldo's 236. <laughs> you guys are throwing. OK, I don't know what the numbers are, guys. Um, oh, Davin Davis, TK, uh, B&H does carry a few Xiaomi phones for the US. Yes, I, I take that back. You're right. Uh, Xiaomi is, uh, especially for the international model devices, not the not the Chinese model versions. They do tend to bring them in. Uh, they also tend to carry uh, LG devices. And if I'm not mistaken, also some Google stuff as well. But I'm mostly like devices that are not coming to the US. I think the G8X was one of them. The, the V50 was in there. Uh, and I do remember that they also had, um, if I'm not mistaken, the V60 was in there as well. Uh, but yes, uh, L, sorry, B&H in the US is also a really good option as well. Surprisingly, I also have a link for them down in the description as well. <laughs> not, not that I, I, I work with B&H as well. Uh, oops, sorry. Stop spamming the ori original DTA. <laughs> oh my God, you guys are killing me. You got two Adityas in the comments and I was just jumping at each other. And then of course, uh, original Aditya. <laughs> Okay, guys, we got to come up with a better way of calling it. I don't like calling the new Aditya and the original Aditya. It just sounds like, you know, there's an old and a new brand, you know, the younger model or something. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, Greg is jumping in 348. Okay. Uh, is there is that how many comments there is? There's 348 comments. Can you guys see the comments? Oh, number of viewers, uh, TK, <laughs> that's in the live stream of views. Yes. Um, Sorry. For, so because we're streaming over on Twitch and on YouTube at the same time, I feel like it's working a little bit better overall. And I want to say to everybody watching the show, thank you very much. And of course, welcome, welcome to check it out. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying it. And if you have any questions, please, please jump in and let us know. Um, yes, no. <laughs> I Yeah, sorry. That's, that's what I was trying to make. Uh, the chat is buzzing and we're not up to 366. We're doing some, we're doing something right, right? That's the whole point of it. Um, so here, what do you think of the new Nokia 1.3 getting um, access to Google Camera, uh, oh, and uh, app, and all, of course, as well as Android Go? I think Android Go is a great, um, it's a great option for devices that, uh, that obviously are not powerful enough to give you a good experience with just the standard uh, version of Android. Uh, the experience of you know, like using applications that are more uh, less memory intensive, more fluid uh, as far as with systems with lower resources, and especially with emerging markets, I feel like it's one of those options that you always want to enjoy. So I think Android Go is a great option if you're looking into be in that price point. I think it's a good option to be to provide people. Um, at the end of the day, what you're getting there is always going to be more of a tailored experience to fit what you need. And of course, if time does allow it in the future, you may be able to get into something that's a little bit more uh, running standard Android to get more of the rest of the features. Um, and surprisingly, actually, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think I did see that some of the Android Go apps are starting to show up on the Google Play Store for other devices to try. So. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see anything else like that before. Um, had two Gregs in there. Yeah, that's right, uh, uh, Gregor, and uh, and then you for a while too. So we're working now. All we need is another Tarek in the comments, and then we. I think we should be fine. Uh, by the way, compared to the U.S., sorry, Bor Bor Yovai is coming back in the comments and saying compared in uh, compared to the U.S. here, 
uh, the mobile plans are really cheap. Uh, I pay about nineteen dollars, uh, nineteen uh, pounds for unlimited uh, minutes, SMS, and two hundred gigs of data. Um, so for us in the U.S., we have something similar to that, about fifteen dollars, uh, and it's on certain companies. It's not on the major companies, uh, but it, it is something like that where it has basically, I think, uh, one gig of data uh, included with unlimited talk and text. Because I think talk and text, for the most part, guys, it's almost cheap now because almost nobody makes phone calls, and if you do make phone calls, it's like that once in a while situation. So uh, it is definitely uh, not as expensive, but your speeds in where you are are absolutely great. 300 down on a 4G plan is great. We won't even come close to that on our 4G. Our 4G, for the most part, the best I was able to get, I was in, I was in Maui. I was in the same spot as some of the other guys that just got a 5G phone from OnePlus. And I ran it on, I want to say it was my uh, OnePlus 7 Pro. I got 220 down, which made me very happy. And But again, it, it's really have to be in the right spot uh vanish super chat yes yes oh man we're up to 410 guys welcome welcome everybody thank you very much uh greg always of course and of course we have maryland in the comments uh Adit, uh aditya uh oem yeah we had the original the original uh, aditya <laughs> i like that one um uh, Amprital Kaler uh, says, uh, hi, uh, hi, I'm from Canada and I'm looking to upgrade to the OnePlus 8T. Uh, it's a $1,050 Canadian. So just kind of reference uh, the Canadian uh, translation is a little bit higher, uh, but essentially it's about the same value for, to my understanding. Uh, but you can, of course, let me know if that's close uh, or the S20 FE for a thousand. I've used both. And if I had to say the one that sticks to my mind is the AT Pro, uh, the AT, not because I'm trying to knock uh, Samsung for the for what they're offering. I feel like from the flexibility, what you're getting in the camera system is a little bit better on the AT. It's, it's faster. It has a, uh, it actually has uh, basically larger. Let's well, take that back. They're both running 4,500. Actually, take that back. They're, the FE runs a 5,000 milliampere battery where the, S, uh, the AT runs a 45. So it's a little bit smaller. Charging speed is faster. You are getting wireless charging. So th there's a little bit of a give and take. Uh, if I had to basically say, based on using both of them, the AT stands out more to me. And if you're comfortable with the way OnePlus runs, because it does run faster and smoother for a much longer period of time, from a sense of UI updates and everything, I feel like it'll, it'll still make a good uh, good benefit for you as, as far as considering that as an option. So I hope that makes sense. Uh, and let me jump here. Okay, uh, 400, yeah, 416, 416, 17 and watching. Thank you, everybody. Uh, and I think, like I said, this is the whole going over to Twitch as opposed to going over to Periscope, I felt like was the right move to do for this uh, for today. Uh, I feel like uh, Twitch is a much, obviously, streaming, longer duration. And I yeah, obviously, Juan, Juan Carlos does that all the time. And I, I really should have been in that in that, in that that realm from before. Um, so uh, Yash is mentioning here, can I buy an iPhone 11 for long for a long term and use it for three to four years? I think you can use an iPhone 11 for as long as you uh, need. So the iPhone 11, as you guys know, last year's model, so still running the A13 Bionic. Um, I would not be surprised if you're able to use it for as long as you need it. Generally, most people upgrade for one of two reasons. A, features. There's a new feature on the new phone that you want to get that your phone can't get. So there's that's one factor. But if for what the basic functionality of the iPhone 11 uh, does is going to be okay for you, I mean, you're happy with the cameras, the front-facing and the back-facing cameras. You're happy with the storage uh, option that you're going to go with because you have to keep in mind you can't upgrade the storage as time goes on. So those are the things you want to do. If you're jumping into the 11, you want to stick for a few years, make sure you get the higher-end model 
uh, as far as the storage. Don't get the, the base model because that'll also impact your experience over time if you fill it up real quick with images. We tend to not take images off our phones, so the bigger the storage, the better. So, But there's no question that you should be able to use it for as long as Apple is going to be supporting it for software updates. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's a great option. Uh, let me double check here. Okay. Uh, I have 5G on my Realme X50 Pro on, on my plan for... The, yeah, so... But it, one of the things you have to keep in mind, it's a it's a big difference in the way we do things. I Whenever I travel to Europe, I always use three in the UK. I buy, I use one of those pay-as-you-go SIM cards on three, and I buy it in the UK, and I just travel across Europe with it. So to me, I, I absolutely hand it down. You guys have much better data plans. In the US, we, we just, we're getting better, but... I have to say that the reason why I still am with T-Mobile for such a long time right now is because I have a grandfathered account and I cannot buy, I cannot get the same deal with any other company if I switch. If I need to switch, it's just going to be such a pain. But yeah, I agree. For 5G, getting that in there and they're not charging you extra for it, absolutely. I, I would say enjoy it. And I hope that again, the speeds do get better and you'll definitely enjoy the content that you're able to, to download with it there, of course. Um Let's jump back. Okay, here we are. So um, Chatinda Kumar is saying, is is there any good small size phone other than the Pixel 5 or the Pixel 4a on Android on, and on the Android side? Not that, they, not, not that they're able to give you the same experience when it comes to camera. If you take the camera experience out, I feel like the Nord is also a pretty good, uh, pretty good example that comes pretty close. The difference with the Nord is the multiple sensors that you're getting, different quality and you know more versatility compared to the Pixel 4a. Uh, if you're in a market where the Pixel, uh, where the Nord has 5G, that's also another plus. And the Nord is about 399 euros, which is roughly about 424 dollars. So it's about 70 bucks more than the 4A, but a lot less than the Pixel 5. So if you have to think about it, I think that, uh, but it's not as very small size. I, I agree. I think that's what you're kind of going for. You're trying to go for the the size of the phone, uh, and I think that that's a hard sell that uh, that performs well and still gives you that small form factor. Uh, Greg is jumping in TK that the me uh, okay so the Xiaomi Mi 8 gets better signal than my unlocked Pixel 4 uh, XL on my T-Mobile uh, can't believe it is it running um, question for you is it running HSPA plus or is it running uh, you know 4G connectivity in the area but there's a good chance they may have uh, better band support you know the the same antennas that are used for other markets that may work better here because they're hitting uh, depending on the area and also what uh, what you have I think as you said you had T-Mobile yeah and whatever what T-Mobile's using in your area. Uh, what else we have here? Oh, uh, so here, Leonard uh, Daniels is asking, what do you think of the Snapdragon 765G in comparison for daily uses to the 865? Um, simple simple answer right now, if, if we have to kind of use... Um, just literally, I'm, I'm not going to try to make it too, too weird. Just to kind of cover the two phones that we have in this. 765, 865. Daily usage, opening, closing apps, switching applications, um, taking pictures. Uh, there's a little bit of the experience with taking pictures, but I'll explain to you guys in a little bit. Uh, but just general UI, opening, closing, um, you know, social media, everything like that, there isn't really a big difference. The UI, we have 8 gigs of RAM on the Pixel 5. So RAM will always play a factor into when you consider a phone. Uh, the reason I say this is 
last year's models, when we saw last year, the OnePlus, the OnePlus 7 Pro at the beginning of the year came out with 12 gig, gigs of RAM. The OnePlus 7T came out at the end of the year, but it didn't only, I think it only had about the 10 gigs of RAM. And when you run the performance benchmark, even just by running either video rendering stabilizations or doing anything that is intensive, you notice that more RAM on a slightly slower processor than the latest one still trumps the factor of the, what you get with a, the, the benefits of the faster processor. So short answer for you, Leonard, is, uh, Leonard, uh, uh, it, there is not much of a difference. You wouldn't notice it if I handed you an 865 over an eight, uh, a 765G processor, especially when you, it's on a device that's optimized for it. So Pixel is definitely a good example. The Nord is a good example. Uh, I think where it starts to kind of prove is if you're playing games, you'll notice that certain settings are not available. And if you're also doing rendering or stabilization, like content creation on your phone, you'll also notice some, some difference in there. Uh, but the benefit of the 765 is it's less powerful, meaning uses less power out of the battery. So you'll have better battery life. Um, you'll still able to get 5G, although there's some limitation because it's the X52 and not the X55. So how fast the, the theoretical sp uh, maximum speeds on the 5G is different on the X52 than you get with the X, uh, with uh, what you get with the X55, which could also attribute to uh, why we haven't heard of an, a specific Pixel 5 UW version. So we'll have to see. Uh, let's double check here. And still, by the way, everybody's in the chat. I want to say thank you very much. Thank you for checking out the the, the live stream. Uh, and if you're not uh, familiar with the channel, TK Bay, uh, there is a link in the description below to be able to check out my YouTube side, of course. Uh, but it's just TK Bay here as it is listed right there over on YouTube. But thank you very much there. Uh, let's go ahead and keep going with the comments uh, here. Aditya, uh, the OEM Aditya, Neil. No, just kidding. Uh, the original Aditya. Uh, Greg All, how did you get the AOSP pro, uh, program? The UI aside, I... Oh, okay, so he's... I'll let Aditya and, uh, and Greg get into that. Uh, more development conversations going in there. Um, I just came in. What happened? <laughs> Dominic Wong. Uh, there's a whole bunch of things going on. I think there, uh, the number of chat uh, people in the chat today is uh, are, are up, and I think it's because we finally switched over to, tw uh, to Twitch as opposed to Periscope. Uh, let me... Okay. I think, oh, okay. So I think I am behind on the comments a little bit. So uh, what do you prefer here? So uh, Surab, uh, Surab is asking, what do you prefer? The OnePlus 8 Pro versus the, the Samsung Galaxy S20 Plus Exynos versus the iPhone 12 Pro under $1,100 and why? Um, that's a tough one. Um, I, I would probably say just from a performance-wise right now, I'll take that back. If if we're looking at the fact that a the iPhone 12 is again the iPhone 12 Pro is not out yet, so it's hard to judge the performance. What was announced about the iPhone 12 and what it sounds like to me, at least, it's a small. Um, there's definitely some cosmetic design changes. The new design of the phone it does support 5G, so there is a big factor there. But it's, for me, for what I get, like my 11 Pro uh, Max will probably do pretty much pretty well compared, especially since I'm already running iOS 14 on it. So it's not like I'm losing a benefit on the on the software. It's the camera modules and those things are going to maybe be basically be different. Um, they're all under 1100 uh, USD. If I'm not an if, if you're in an iPhone right now and you're thinking about upgrading, I think the iPhone 12 Pro will definitely be a better choice for you, mostly for consistency. You're comfortable in that ecosystem. You know exactly what you like there, and you're happy with it. You're obviously sticking with it. Uh, but if you had to choose between the two, 
Um, honestly, I would say the the uh, the eight Pro is a really good contender. It runs much better in as far as speed, uh, functionality, the design. Um, I feel like it's uh, it's definitely better. Also, and not that I'm trying to make a little comment on the S20, but if you think of the fact that the S20 does not allow you to have 120 hertz and 1080 and QHD at the same time, where the OnePlus 8 Pro allows you to do that. So higher resolution, faster refresh rate, large battery, fast charging, wireless charging, and reverse wireless charging. It has a 30-watt wireless charger, which still to this day is very limited devices. Very few devices carry that speed when it comes to actual devices, uh, you know, carrying uh, wireless chargers. For the most part, we see, you know, 10, 15-watt chargers, 18-watt chargers, but 30-watt charging Charging it from zero to one hundred percent in about an hour is really really nice on a wireless charger. Uh, Matt Tyler uh, Dom's there's just loads of spammers today. Yes, uh, we have a lot of um, yeah. With the floodgate, with 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 all the cool and all the may, may really nice things of having more people join us here in the chat, um, we do see some some uh, some individuals that maybe uh, are are a little too enthusiastic. Maybe that's the best way to say it. I don't. You know me, guys. I don't, I don't like to say anything bad. So I, I try to keep it cool, try to keep it chill. Uh, some Sony chill guy here. Oh, wow. Did I just get... There's like a thousand more comments came in. Okay, let's see what we have here. Um, oh, I didn't see Gary. Yeah, no. Uh, so Joe's asking if Gary's in the chat. I haven't seen Gary in the comments yet, but if I if I see him, I'll, I'll make sure to mention. Uh, Lethal Emperor, my, stream, uh, my streams just looped and I had to reconnect. <laughs> Matt Tyler, uh, what is a spammer? <laughs> it's a it's a person that likes to have spam. Uh, that I don't know. That's that's what I heard. Uh, IR nineteen eighty. Just a quick question in general uh, to all of the chat: Is YouTube Premium worth it? Uh, what are the benefits uh, for those who have it? Um, thank you for in advance for the response. So for the people that are jumping in, and I want to help out with this comment, um, I can try to answer it on my end, and I'll just explain. Uh, for me, I've been a YouTube premium subscriber ever since it was first announced. It was back in the day when it became um, basically Google, uh, like YouTube's premium music playing. So it essentially was like a Google Play Music for $7.99 a month and included free YouTube premium. Um, I think if you don't mind the ads, if you don't mind, obviously, you know, sitting through those at the beginning of a video or a chat, or if if the, the experience gets a little bit bogged down, and but you do tend to watch a lot of videos, I think it's totally worth it. It saves a lot of time and it takes you straight into the to, to the what you need to get to fast. Still supports your creators that you want to uh, you're following because they do get the their the same benefit. You just don't have to deal with the ad anymore. Um, I think the price point also should include YouTube music. So if anything else, if you like to listen to music and you do have, uh, and I think the YouTube music library is actually quite well. Google Play Music, sadly, just got disconnected. So there's no more Google Play Music. So it's all YouTube music, which kind of feeds into what YouTube premium is anyways. So short answer, um, I think it's worth it because personally, A, I, I consume a lot of YouTube co uh, content all the time. I watch a whole bunch of things. The only thing that kind of kicked it for me, which uh, I, I don't know if I want to be able to fix it or not, uh, when I first signed up for that original plan, which for reference was $7.99 a month, um, I signed up on my personal account and that was before I was starting to be a little bit more in, engaged here on YouTube and so on. So the short answer, I have my YouTube account that does not have premium, but then I have my personal account that does have premium. So I always have to remember to switch accounts, but I think it's worth it. But I'll let the chat uh, definitely chime in and give you uh, some of their experiences. Um, Leonard, something back is I have the Xiaomi Mi 10 Lite 5G. So this is the, uh, I think this is the light model of the ones that were released earlier this year. 
I can't believe how how good Xiaomi is for the price. 765G for 299. And that's not even the cheapest. They have other devices that go down to even as low as 200. But uh, that's the thing about the what you get with the 765. I think Qualcomm hit, there's no better way to say it, but they hit the nail on the, uh, on the, on the T right there, on the top right there, because what you get with the 765 is truly flagship experience with a mid-range processor. Uh, and the ability of flexing, being able to have 5G, the ability of having great load times, functional uh, UI elements, the ability of supporting more RAM, also the ability of supporting higher refresh rate displays, which is also another thing that we didn't used to have in the mid-range. And that was a limitation due to the processor. Those are the big things. And the G, obviously, the ability of having that gaming-focused experience on a 7 series tells you that they're understanding and they're focusing on people that do want to be able to play games and enjoy the the hd the higher level quality the higher graphics settings that we are now getting with more of these demanding games call of duty mobile uh modern combat versus uh PUBG. a lot of these games require better processing power and of course better displays and the 765 is hands down one of the better options at the moment um let's jump in here okay same question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> matt's jumping in is kind of like it's usually when people post the same question over and over um um, okay, so Greg is running the Evolution X ROM uh, with Android 10. So that's that's one of the things. Greg is very, very big in modding and ROM uh, ROM installation. Uh, so if you guys are are looking to have, if you if you need any help, a little bit, of course, hit up uh, Greg. Is also one of a good buddy of mine. Uh, really nice. And um, okay, so that that's the issue. I tend to have only one phone, and I don't usually mess around with the bootloader. I um, I really want to get uh, a me device running stock Android. <laughs> Uh, it, that's a little bit hard, yeah. But uh, you could definitely get Xiaomi devices and unlock them after the the certain waiting period. Uh, but I would definitely check in. I mean, the, the, if you look at it, the Mi 10, the one that the gentleman was just talking about a few minutes ago, I think was it Leonard? Uh, the Mi 10 T, the Mi 10 T Lite. No, sorry, not the Mi 10 T. The Mi 10 Lite 5G uh, was about 299 pounds, so it's not that bad. Uh, just to kind of have it as an interim device if you want to try running uh, more of a stock experience there. Uh, Davin Davis, uh, grand, <laughs> grandfathered account, hashtag grandfathered. <laughs> yes, the grandfathered account, if you don't know what it means, it's, uh, it's essentially something that you start with a company back when they were very aggressive and giving you really good deals. And then later, as time goes on, prices go up, 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 up. And I was like, they keep going up. I'm not saying they're doing it on purpose, but obviously things change. But yes, no, uh, I remember back in the day with T-Mobile when you used to be able to get two family. It's a family plan, but short answer is, so for my wife and I, when we first got married, we got one, one account. It's 50 bucks. And I got, it wasn't unlimited data. I think back then it was like a certain number of data, but short, uh, it was, uh, I know I took that back. It was unlimited data. It was unlimited data on the, on the $50 plan for two account for two phone lines. And now that's not even, that's unheard of. Now it's like T-Mobile 45 bucks is the cheapest and that's on one phone. And if you jump in the family plans, it's like a hundred bucks. So there's, there's a whole bunch of things. Uh, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, Matt Tyler, YouTube has a problem at the moment, uh, more than usual with bots. Yes. Uh, surprisingly a massive amount of bots like i'd still have to go through some of my videos right after i post them with a lot of the um i am uh i am alone comments let's just say that a lot of comments saying i am alone i'm not going to explain i'm not going to elaborate i don't want to give them the uh the benefit but uh, there's a good chance that some of them will show up uh here what is the price uh of the 11 uh, the uh, the uh, iphone 11 um in your country right now um 
I think if I'm not mistaken, they dropped the price to about six ninety nine or seven. No, eleven. I think it was like six ninety nine. I think it's still being sold. Um, I don't know off the bat if anybody else knows. Uh, please let me know. Uh, Abdul Rashid. Uh, uh, yeah, Abdul Rashid. Sabahu, bro. Lots of love from India. Alan, Alan. Thank you very much, man. Always appreciate it. And thank you for being up this late. I do realize how late it is for people. Uh, always, always. And. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, a whole bunch of people going on. Hold on, yeah, okay. And then Aditya, uh, here, Greg. Uh, it runs flawlessly great with as a daily driver by using it for the last few weeks. So definitely really nice. Let's jump in here. Uh, da, da, da. I think a whole bunch of people. <laughs> so, okay, so if you guys are not familiar, we usually have the hydration uh, comments over on Juan Carlos's chat. I appreciate Aditya for the comment. I do need to drink and I'm still, oh, well, I'll go ahead and switch it over to uh, Vegeta since we're talking about uh, Juan Carlos, but yeah, no, you're right. It's an hour and 50 minutes. And I, I, I kid you guys not. I have to me the last an hour and 50 minutes, however long it's been felt like about five to 10 minutes. I, I have no way of expressing how much fun this is, how much engaging it is, how much, um, therapeutic calming uh it, it just a whole bunch of different things that i can actually say on a daily basis but seriously uh you guys are one of the best parts of the week when it comes down to hanging out with friends and talking to people and just getting questions and so on on tech that we all enjoy and you know we love so those are the things i always appreciate seeing here and of course uh having all the new uh, the the new followers or actually even people that are checking us out here on on twitch thank you very much for checking us out and listening and I, I appreciate it and then um again thank you thank you hope you're having a good day hope you're having a great weekend um Okay, let's jump into Meister here. So we have a good comment. 12 gigs of RAM, really poor optimization. Now, um, I don't, I'm don't. i not 100% sure, Meister, on which phone we're talking about. But I think if you're commenting on what I said before, which is the uh, OnePlus 8T, uh, I think the optimizations are actually realistically, it depends, right, on what you're looking for. Color OS, sorry. Oxygen OS 11 is getting a lot better from the sense of the optimizations that they're doing. They're changing the way the uh, the operating system is working right now. Android 11 brought in a whole bunch of new things going with it. Um, 12 gigs of RAM will always benefit the device when it comes down just to sheer performance and benchmarks, right? So if you're, if, like I said, I always say this, if you're using your phone just to generally browse the internet, take pictures, uh, respond to emails, messages, social media, all the general usage, 12 gigs of RAM is overkill. There's no question that that's just too much RAM. The really the real reason why RAM becomes more functional is a locking applications in RAM, allowing things to stay running in the background and not allowing the system to kill them. Make sure that basically you when you're running uh, like any kind of video editing, let's say you take a whole bunch of pictures, a whole bunch of videos from a trip, and you want to put them together and combine them into a video, and you're you doing all of that on the phone, that's where the 12 gigs of RAM will become more functional for you, and where the processing power helps. Uh, optimizations that could be a case that be you know said about a lot of different companies you know Samsung OnePlus all the other companies they're working on optimizing their systems but that's the reason why we have third party uh like ROMs and so on if you want to go a little bit more into the development side uh, but I think OnePlus is definitely doing a lot better than what they used to do in the past and I think we just need to keep working and hopefully we'll get that we'll get into a better situation there uh Vinesh check your super chats uh 
So for reference for me, guys, um, Super Chats on my side uh, come up in, in chronological order. So as I'm going down on the comments, I will get to whenever the Super Chats show up. They don't generally jump in front of me the way they do in uh, on YouTube. And I do apologize for that. Let me see here. Uh, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? I think we saw that. Yes, 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 yes. Um, no worries. I think Aditya is jumping in. <laughs> Edward wants to say Sabaho, Ahlan wa Sahlan. Sabaho. Uh okay. Uh Danny, which one are you liking more? The OnePlus 8T or the Pixel 5? Um I, I kind of like both. It's hard to sell. It, it's a hard it's a hard win between both. They both offer very slightly different experiences, like when it comes down to what they're giving us. Um I, I'm not gonna deny this, and you guys have probably heard this from me before. Uh I like the form factor. I like the form size that you know the 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 Pixel Five does. I'm more of a Pixel, so I'm more of the XL size uh, phone. Whenever there's an option, that's why if I'm going to an iPhone, I'll go with the 11 Pro Max. Not that the Pro is not an issue, but I'll always go there. When I went for the S20, I went for the S20 Ultra, not because of the the fact that the Ultra had the 108, but it also had the biggest battery, the biggest display. So I generally do tend to navigate closer to slightly bigger phones, and mostly because just the functionality and content consumption on a bigger display always is better. So I honestly, I would say both. I don't really have a way of saying one is definitely better. They both have things that they do great, and that's the best way to look at it. Um, and the thing for me, just for reference, I carry two phones with me all the time. There's a work phone and a personal phone. So I have the ability of basically saying I can actually rock both of those without having a problem, without skipping a beat. Uh, right now, though, my second SIM is sitting here with the Microsoft Surface Duo as I'm I'm trying to set up some content for next week. Uh, as I'm going to, I'm sure Juan Carlos and I are going to start wrapping up our, our challenge that we're going there. Um, what do you think uh, is more important, OLED screens uh, or higher refresh rates uh, for more hertz? I think it's a good combination of the, uh, the two. If you're if you're going to play games, or take that back, I think a good marriage between a uh, a 1080p OLED panel with 90 hertz or 120 hertz is definitely going to be beneficial. If we're able to get a QHD resolution with a 120, I think it's still really good. I think the 144 is for me more of an overkill because at the end of the day, it's it's hard to tell the benefit between 120 and 144. I have a harder time telling them when I'm playing them on monitors on PCs. Like that's the one on the top is a 144 hertz. The one on the bottom is 240. There's a big difference in the in the resolution and the refresh rate on both. But you have the landscape to understand and see the difference. You have to have you have to be able to see a pixel in a big enough of a display to notice if the refresh rate is benefiting it. If the display is small, I think lower refresh rate, like closer to 90, may still be beneficial. But I'd love to be able to see both an OLED panel mostly because of the power savings and the deeper uh, colors as far as we get there because it turns off the pixels and a higher refresh rate because those are those tend to be better panels to start with. Although they also tend to be plagued with some issues uh, as well. So that's the other problem we also see a lot. Um, uh, Livash is from Romania. He says, hi here from, uh, from Romania. Should I go with the OnePlus 8 or the OnePlus 8T? If you don't, if you have, I'll step back. If you don't mind the curved edges, meaning the OnePlus 8 has, for the most part, very similar specifications to the OnePlus 8T. Uh, and I'm talking about basically on the sides of the display, there's curved edges on both uh, on both sides for the OnePlus 8. The OnePlus 8T does not. If 
you prefer a flat display the AT is the straight answer it has a faster charging speed they both roughly are pretty close as far as specifications since they technically both run the 865 same similar RAM and similar storage speed so you can't go wrong but I would say pick one if you have a preference do you prefer a flat display or a curved edge and that'll help you the AT is the flat display one uh the idea the OEM and DT I made I made a question oh sorry I made one question in three messages oh okay Let's see here, uh, if I'm not mistaken, let me double check. Oh, sorry, Sabaho, uh, Steve DeRoche is back in the comments. Uh, bonjour, mon ami, bonjour. Uh, please <laughs> consume liquids, man. I appreciate, you know what? Cheers, my friend. I know it's coffee, but cheers. Uh, I can talk for hours, I know. Um, there. Okay, if there's one thing that this year has, has helped me do, is the ability of a talking for hours at a time and i say this because when i was doing the the amazon live streams those were minimum of an hour live stream so i was doing consistently just consistently talking and at the time you know obviously when i have few of you guys jump in and talk to me there it was always fun but there's a good number of those streams where i was by myself so filling in the time but it's so it's so engaging to talk to you guys here consistently questions jumping in asking those things are just a lot of fun for me, and I really, really like it. So I appreciate everybody jumping in. Thank you very much, Steve, for for the uh, for the super chat. I, I really appreciate that. And oh my God, okay, okay, some chill guy is in here. Swan Carlos, I am uh, I'm, um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm hoping LG can tweak a little bit because uh, I swear wing feels smoother. Uh, Every time LG releases a phone, they fix something. And I feel like the UI elements always get better as time goes on. That's absolutely right. Um, Juan Carlos, uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, Juan Carlos just got his hands on the brand new LG Wing. By the way, it is the only phone that starts looking like a regular phone and then swivels into a T, which is TK. No, just kidding. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to check it out, he's uh, he did a live unboxing over on Twitch over the uh, during the week, and he is rocking that guy. So yes, ha hands down, I feel like it's it's one of the better options in there. Uh, and welcome to the chat, man. Thank you for jumping in, um, Muhammad. Uh, okay, let me see if I can find your question, uh, Muhammad, and, and I'll jump back into that one because I don't see the comment. Uh, <laughs> I missed a lot of comments, guys. Oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. I gotta scroll back up. Scroll back up. Oh, okay. Aditya, thank you. Oh, so sorry. So sorry. Okay, now I get the comment that you guys, you need to check your super chats. Um, Aditya, thank you very much. This chat is amazing. Sorry for the caps. Hashtag TKception, TKRB. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Let's, before I forget, um, so for everybody watching the chat, all the new new uh, watching uh, the chat right now and enjoying the show, uh, every time around the two-hour show, this is roughly a two-hour show. It starts about 10.45 on Saturday and roughly goes about two hours. There is a TK-ception that we do, and we just crossed the two-hour mark. And uh, it, it may be, let's just say this, it may be cheesy, it may be corny, it is fun. That's all I have to say. Let's see here. Can I, can I get this to play? It's not loud enough. Let me see. Okay, so I'm 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 gonna try to bring some music, guys. We're about to do this. Okay. 
Uh, and before I get too far, okay, let me just pause this real quick. Before I get too far, guys, I do need, if you don't mind, a few comments in there. Just give me the hashtag TKception, and I'll start featuring you guys in the comments as well. I'll start off with Aditya as usual. So let's see, share. I don't know why I'm not doing this. <laughs> and let's go ahead and play the music real quick. <laughs> always, always, always. So you guys could see yourself here in the comments on the right. So Joe is jumping in right there. It's 3.50 p.m. right there. Mr. Commerce in there. <laughs> uh, Greg is jumping in there. Kyle is in there. Hey, man, Kyle, man. Haven't seen you for a while. Kyle Ruggles. Um, and, of course, can't say no, but here's my friend, our friend, Joshua Vergara is in the comments as well. Juan Carlos is in the comments. Got him in there, of course. And Steve DeRoche, man, always. And we're getting better, guys. We're getting better. We had music on this time. That's how good we are. Uh, <laughs> just, it is absolutely crazy. We have to have music. I, I got to figure out a way. If we can get some light effect, I think we'll get it really going. Uh, but just to jump back real quick, you saw uh, Juan Carlos is answering um, uh, wrong. Uh, those specifically Xperias look crazy. Um, I get I get it why they make uh, a few of them, though. Okay, so I think they're talking about a specific version of the Xperias and Oh, Aditya. Uh, so Aditya um, Upalkar is asking, what is TKception? I think that's the thing that we just went through. Uh, essentially, it happened one time a while back, and I think it was around the uh, when Aditya, uh, sorry, Aditya Neil was actually talking about it. Um, and well, I was sharing a screen because I was sharing something on the screen for you guys, and then I forgot to move the live stream window, which is the StreamYard uh, display, over to the other display so that it doesn't cast it. And then we created that effect that you just saw, that whole uh, kind of like never-ending replication of the screen. And uh, they dubbed, uh, you know, I think Aditya dubbed it TKception, and we've been doing it once uh, every time we get close to the end. Um, Joshua Vagar, again, in the comments as well, uh, Aditya Neil. It would be fun, uh, but it's just uh, it's just a buffalo sauce. I think they're talking about a certain dish. Uh, it's from the uh, birthplace of the bu birthplace of the buffalo wind, which is cool. It's just buffalo sauce, nothing special. <laughs> Welcome to the TK cooks something with his friends uh, show. Uh, little uh, <laughs> always, always, Joe, always, man. Uh, feedback loop, exactly. You know, it's absolutely. It's all it is. It's essentially creating something fun, something interesting for the show. Uh, <laughs> the TKception spammers. Um, I always ask for it. I always love it. And uh, like I said, I'm trying to figure out different ways to do it. Mm, buffalo sauce wings. See, you guys are making me go want to eat buffalo sauce now, but go get some uh, some hot wings now. So this is, this is, I mean, it is lunchtime if you think about it. It's almost one o'clock and, uh, and we are at, yes, so we are at the two hour mark. It's two hours and five minutes. Uh, let me just make sure to get some people. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about the LG wing sent over, uh, sent over with wings. Yes. So, um, so I saw, I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but, uh, Mr. Mobile, uh, Mr. F basically Fisher put out of, uh, I think was it on Instagram, uh, him and David ML, uh, they made some wings obviously because it was the whole LG wing thing. Uh, it's a wing. I call it the T the T phone because it has a T. When you open it, it looks like a T, my friend, not like a wing, 
but yes, uh, definitely. I'm just messing with you, uh, Josh. Definitely. But it's ha I'm dude. I'm happy to see Josh and Juan Carlos in the chat. Definitely big fan of these guys. Great, great guys. And make sure you guys, if you haven't checked it out, Josh has his own podcast that he does weekly with Isa Rodriguez. Um, that they basically talk about their life, their experiences about long distance relationships, and so on. Please make sure to check him out. Uh, Juan Carlos will be coming back on Monday with his normal live stream, and of course, Matt and Sam will be back tomorrow with some popcorn if you guys want to check them out um with that being said i do want to say first and foremost thank you to everybody for checking out the live stream i hope you're doing well uh thank you to aditya aditya greg and greg uh juan and and josh because i always mess up their names uh and of course uh steve deroach uh everybody else in the uh, davin davis uh you know bore of course and everybody else that got a chance to check out here, uh, Kyle Ruggles is in there as well. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I got everybody else. Matt Tyler jumped in a few times. Uh, Ronaldo from My Tech Reviews, of course. Uh, everybody that jumped in here. Uh, let me see. Anything else? Uh, oh, Joe Hickey, of course, as well. Uh, uh, the new Aditya. <laughs> I don't want to see the new Aditya. Uh, Dominic Wong for jumping in as well. Oh, wow. There was a few conversations. I missed the whole. Okay. Mr. Comer, of course. Uh, hopefully i didn't miss anybody else uh, i i i want to say i think i got everybody i i'm not sure but with that being said be safe take care of yourself make sure you try to say hi to somebody that you haven't talked to for some time this weekend even if you're just saying hey hope you're doing well just send a message send a little thing check them out say hi everybody and anybody always appreciates hearing from their friends and of course during these times it always helps to hear from somebody uh, be safe. Take care of yourself. I hope you're. It, it, oh, and of course, Marilyn. Thank you very much. I I totally almost forgot Marilyn in the comments as well. Um, so make sure you check us back again. There'll be more videos this week. Uh, my focus this week is going to be basically trying to put together a couple of content uh, videos here, talking about the uh, obviously the Surface Duo, and I also want to talk about some comparisons with, uh, of course, the Z Fold Two because that's the two folding technology phones that I have. But I'm also going to start wrapping up some of those content. And Juan Carlos and I were going to be working on uh, kind of bringing our collaboration to a conclusion into how things are going. So. Happy happy Saturday. Have a great night. If it's if you're already in Sunday, good morning. I'll see you guys next Saturday. Thank you very much for the support. Like and subscribe and share. Uh, you can find me here on YouTube as TK Bay and of course TK Bay 8655 over on uh you know Twitch. If you guys are new here following us on Twitch, make sure you hit that follow button. Really appreciate it there. Uh, with that being said, uh, on YouTube, sorry, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram, uh, TKDSL8655. Have a safe weekend. I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye, everybody.